Yo, what the fuck's up? We're live from Highland Park. It's beautiful. Evening and uh, afternoon, right? It's like afternoon, night. Yeah, we're getting closer to the nighttime now, but it's fair to say afternoon. Yeah, it's it's fucking it's beautiful out here actually, and we got we have uh we have the fucking I think one of my favorite fucking hardcore bands probably ever and like one of the oldest bands I've been listening to. Uh, we got uh yeah pretty fucking honored uh, to have uh, the man Justice Trip. What's up? I appreciate I appreciate taking your time. Really, it means a lot. This yeah. I think like this was supposed to happen since like what like last year. I, I hit you up like last year. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Obviously, it's been a hectic year, but um. Yeah, it's, things are getting a little more normal now. People are out and chilling a little bit. Uh, it's good timing. Glad that we can make it work. We're about to leave in a couple weeks, so. We're gonna head off to. Uh, we're doing the. Angel Dust Mannequin Pussy Tour. It's like full U.S. basically. Mm. So, just getting ready for that now. But. Yeah, I mean, like I told you when I, before I came, uh, I mean, when I came, I was like, Angel Dust is like, I think out of all the podcasts that I've been doing, like, I fucking love, you know, Sababa running out and all these bands, but like, I recently discovered, I think like freshman year of high school, like that was like a big turning point. Like before that, I was like, in middle school, I was like super like weird. Like, like I like black metal. Fuck, I love black metal, but then like I like Angel Dust. And then, like, I liked, like, some hardcore that I didn't know was hardcore. Mm-hmm. So it was just a weird time. But I remember Angel Dust was one of those songs that, like, like you know, like, like it, it reminds me of being in middle school. Like, just walking to middle school, like, fucking hating everything. Like, <laughs> and just, like, listening to a big one. And, uh, yeah, like, you know, like, it's just, like, it's kind of, like, like it's it's surreal in the sense that, like, it's not like, oh, like, I look up to, like, Justice Trip or, like, idolizing you. Mm-hmm. It's just really weird how, like, damn, like, you know, time, like, time has a way of fucking doing its thing, you know, like. Around oh, yeah. this time, I was like discovering Angel Dust. And I'm like, you know what I mean, like talking to you, and like, thankfully recording this podcast. Yeah, I think that's like what's cool about you know hardcore punk and a lot of alternative culture. It's like if you want to be involved with it, you can. And mm-hmm. if somebody's really down with it, and it's not just an act, you're gonna you're gonna run to them at some point. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's like we we're talking about Section Hate a little bit ago, but it's like think about that. Like, they're probably one of the biggest hardcore bands in the world right now, and they're so accessible. Like, you can just if you want to go meet somebody in section eight, it's like yeah, yeah, they're gonna be at every show, and then they're playing half the shows happening right now too. So yeah, shout out to Mexi Mike. Uh, I mean, I fucking I remember. Uh, I mean, not to go off topic, but like real quick, I was like, he's a really nice dude because I remember like even before like when it's like, I think uh, I was like a sh- like I think I literally had nothing to do. Like I wasn't doing shit, and like I went to see section eight with like the old from Casuals. Oh yeah, and then like he's just like t- he's just like here. Like I was like I only have four bucks on me. Like. Can I have the beanie? He's like, yeah. Like, which is a shitty thing to say to someone. Like, can I have your shit for four bucks? Yeah. But he's like, yeah, yeah, take it. And then he was like, he's like, don't tell anybody we're releasing, like, the fucking Winter Games, like, in, uh, in like, this weekend. I felt, like, so cool. I felt yeah. like the shit. I was like, I told my homies, like, yo, like, don't tell anyone Section A's releasing some shit. Yeah. I felt like the shit for, like, probably, like, a week until it came out. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, you know, like, yeah, Mexi Mike told me, like, yeah. I was like, he doesn't probably remember it now that I told him, but, like, you know, like, it's just, like, hardcore goes a long way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it could make. You know what I mean? But you also got to be really about it. But I guess talking about hardcore, uh, um, what I think, uh, I think uh, I was, I think I did my research a little bit before coming here. And, uh, and, uh, one thing, I guess, one thing that stood out to me, you have a crazy life. A little bit. And, And this is the thing, like, I think, which I want to, like, start from the beginning is that a lot of people don't realize, like, a lot of people, like, that I talk to, whether it's like on the podcast or not, they don't realize they have a crazy life. Like they, like they, like I feel like, 
they think like they like you think about yourself like from your like your point of view right yeah like if you like you think yourself like you probably have your fucking doubts your insecurities or like you know you feel like shit you know like everybody does and you probably don't realize it but if you were to explain it to someone like hey i'm just this trip i lived in berlin i fucking i like grew up in a polish fucking like you know what i mean neighborhood and i did all this shit like i've toured with two bands like i've not only made one band successful i made two a lot of people would be like to the average person that's fucking incredible you know what I mean? Like, have you ever thought about that? Yeah, for sure. Like, I've been thinking a lot about exactly what you said about, like, people's, you know, perception um, coming from different lifestyles. Yeah. Because I think because of the way I grew up and and I've been fortunate to have some really loyal people in my life that, that get me to where I am. Like, you know, uh, like me being in L.A. at all was because Luis, like Hernandez from Alpha and Omega and, uh, like... And uh, Young Lords Like I, I mentioned That I wanted to Live in LA And he was like Oh shit Let me help you Make that happen You know what I mean And like Him and Lee From Trash Talk Lee yeah. helped me find a room And like It's like Made it happen Like it's real expensive To move across the country You oh, know yeah. what I mean And those Dudes basically Took care of it for me You know Made it work Yeah uh, But like I've had like Little people in my life And I've had like a, a, a different type of lifestyle Than some people I meet Especially in the music industry Yeah And like, I'll say something, I want to do this, this is something I want to accomplish together. And when I say something, my word is real. It's like, like that's what I'm going to, that's what I want to fucking do. And I, if you're saying you want to do that, I believe you, let's do it, you know, mm-hmm. for investing in, in this thing together. And I think some people talk more casually because there's been less, uh, less risk involved. They've had less, they've had more to lose or, you know, uh, but yeah, some people's life experience, like, uh, kind of lead, leads them to... A point where they say things that they don't mean, and it, and it, it's, they're less considerate of other people's time and, and other people's energy, you know. And I used to take it really personal. Like it'd be like, like painful for me. Like somebody <laughs> says that they're down for something and they're not really willing to put in the work, you know. Uh, but I've kind of come to realize it's like, okay, some people grew up different. They didn't have the pressures that I have, and you know, even like some people got like a support system that like they can, they got a mom and dad who will take care of them when everything falls apart. And that's one less thing that they I think I could always about. crash at my parents' house or anything. Yeah. And like, it's a great thing to have for sure. Like no diss to anybody no, who has yeah, yeah. that. But it's like, some of us don't have that. So it's like, we operate different. Like every, and sometimes it's crazy. Like I shouldn't think like this, but everything's life and death to me. You know, it's ridiculous. Like little dumbass shit, like fucking. I, I think that's a good way to answer it. I was literally going to bring that up, but it's a good thing. Uh, uh, always always told that the world's against you. Make no apologies. Just just do what you got to do to get by. That that song plays in my head. That lyric, like, even though, like, sometimes... I, didn't, I To be honest, right now we're talking, I don't even know what song is that, but, like, that shit always plays in my head because I think, like, obviously we come from, you know, two different backgrounds, but I think, like, we have so much in common because, like, I fucking feel like I'm drowning every single day, like that like I gotta like fucking like not be another immigrant that like watches soccer games in the fucking weekends like a Mexican immigrant specifically that like you know what I mean like just drinks 40 ounces or, and like talks about how cool micheladas are you know what I mean or like which micheladas are best and like you know what I mean I always fucking think that I was like fuck I gotta like like you know what I mean I gotta do something I can't like you know what I mean I always feel like I literally feel like I'm drowning and I'm just like putting my head under like over the sink because I'm not trying to become that yeah because I feel like I was born into that and like I like you know what I mean and it's you know what I mean but like I guess you know that connects with that you know what I mean like yeah we all got a different mold you know and yeah like, it's a lot of people around me were they were molded by what 
our experience, and we all, it, it makes an impression on all of us, but I have that same desire that I think you share is like, just to do something significant outside of what I was supposed to do, you know, like, yeah. people where I'm from don't leave Baltimore. Like, the idea of leaving Baltimore to go on tour was like, stupid to me. Like, somebody was like, you know, like, we started working with Patrick Kitzel, he runs Reaper Records, mm-hmm. and he started talking about, he wanted us to go to Europe. And I remember thinking like, Man, you dumb as hell. <laughs> I'm, there's no way possible you're gonna physically get my body to Europe because I'm from Baltimore. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be that forever, you know? Yeah. And that was a shot. I would experience to me to be like, well, I can go there. I can, I could have stayed there if I wanted to, and like, and I did. I stayed in Europe a lot, you know. And then coming out here the first time, first time I came to California, I was like, oh, okay, that's where I'm going to live for sure. I'm gonna like, one day I'm gonna do that, you know? No. Yeah. And then ended up coming to California a lot on tour and then like I moved around the East Coast a little bit knowing fully that by the time it presented itself I wanted to go to LA and stay you know uh, yeah I get what, I get exactly what you mean because I don't know like let's take it from the beginning uh, uh, I think uh, I believe you were, you were born in a Polish neighborhood and uh, you were uh, I don't know if this is a joke or like you were literally at 13 you were in 25 to life uh so it was weird. Drums, I was, right? I was like, no, no, I, I, play, I play guitar. It was weird. I was like, so 25 Life had so many people in the band. Yeah. I, it's almost like an A team, B team, C team situation. Uh, so I was like, The C faceless team. type situation? What's that? The band Faceless? The Faceless? Oh, I don't know the Faceless, but if they have a, a, a lot of members, yeah. it's probably a similar, similar situation. <laughs> uh, but I was like, Decent. I wasn't like a great guitar player, but I was. I think I was thirteen. I was in seventh grade. Break to life would pick me up from school in seventh grade. How old are you in seventh grade? That's. That might be younger than thirteen. No, That's like 12, 13, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like twelve. But you picked me up from school, and I would go jam with them. I'd like go with them to some shows and stuff, you know. Uh, but never played live with them or anything like that. It's like a, a kind of funny misconception that probably I'm responsible for by like saying it, you know that I was in twenty five to life. Uh, you know, like. In spirit, I was in 25 of Life, but like I was like the third backup guitar player in case okay. somebody didn't make it, you know? You're going to be on the Wikipedia or not? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I make the cut. I think really what it was, it was at that time, like, it, like, and Rich Life is cool, and he, like, put me on to some cool stuff. Like, I actually appreciate the time that I was, I spent with him, although, you know, like, some people might have, a lot of people have negative feelings about I don't him. know much about him, but you yeah. want to speak on that or not? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like. I don't. I, don't I with, really don't know anything. Like, I don't. I don't like fuck with him now. I'm not like the kind of person to like really hold a grudge all crazy. Because I, I, I have been in the past, and I let and I let shit eat me up. He says some kind of foul shit about me on the internet. But, oh, he did. Yeah, but it's it's like. Is it kind of weird though? Like I'm like you you've known like you've known him since you were a kid, and now it's like this internet shit. Like he's like it's just it's a weird thing. Like yeah, people get real carried away on the internet. And I never want to be that. You know, like uh, if I got a problem with you. You know, you know, like yeah. I like call you and tell you about it or something. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, yeah. Or else, like, the problem is obvious enough. Like I don't do that. Like, mad at somebody talking about it on the internet, fucking subtweeting or any of that little bullshit. Yeah, it's weird. But I don't know. I, I think when I was young, he he was like a positive influence on me. So I do appreciate that time. Uh, and I think for was he crazy even back then, or yeah, he was crazy as hell. Even back like then? Different kind of crazy, I guess, at the time. Mm. He's always been, like, a crazy, wild dude. Um, I don't think I needed that. Like, it kind of, like, helped push me, like, like having somebody around like that. 
like just be like I can be anything I want I can do whatever I want you know mm. I want to make this crazy music and like I don't want to go get a normal job although I had normal jobs at that time uh, but just kind of kind of learn how to survive and like like learn to survive but also be yourself yeah just like you can don't do don't uh, don't know what's the word I like uh, like like give in to like just like be another like normal fucking teenager yeah like yeah but uh, like yeah so like you know, obviously, no fucking seventh graders and like playing with twenty five to life. Yeah. Or like our hardcore bands that m- many people, but like, what? How was that? Like you growing up, like your parents, like parents around, mom. What? Like what was that? Um, I didn't have much of a relationship with my father. Like, like we see him every now and then, but didn't really. I didn't really know him like that. Uh, you have brothers and sisters, or? Yeah, I have a lot of brothers and sisters. Um, kind of weird, different combinations of parents. Or yeah, so like. I have a sister that we didn't know about until I was, like, 15 or something. You know, maybe a little earlier. It was, like, 11 or 12. But we, like, we saw her name in the in the local paper. And we were like, oh, this little girl got the same name as us. And my dad was like, oh, that's your sister. And we were like, hold up, what? You know, like... Yeah. And then I, uh, you know, like, my mom had um, my oldest sister before before we were around. But she has a different father. Um, and then... My dad got a son. So my oldest brother's name is Johnny. Then our brother Jeremy, we share the same parents. And then I got a nephew who's like my age, because my sister got pregnant when she was like 14. Okay. <laughs> so I got a nephew who's like my age, basically. He's lit, though. He's cool. Uh, but it's weird, because he's like, he's like native. Like, yeah. Uh, so my sister's like half native, and my his, his father's native. Jesus Christ, it's like, yeah, yeah. So he don't look, it's funny because he don't look like me at all, right? Yeah. He's kind of like a, like a bad little kid. Well, he was a bad little kid, but he's a, he's a man now. He's a good man now. But we were kids, we'd be out and about, and you see my nephew around, he don't look like me, he looks like native. Like, you know what I mean? And he'd be like talking all crazy. We'd be like, damn, that, that's real crazy that that street dude was calling you Uncle Justice. Like, why, why do he call you that? And like, oh, it's because my, that's my nephew. Yeah. But it's like the same, like, you know, like I think he just blew oh, my mind. Oh, you mean, yeah. But, uh, he's, yeah, I got kind of like a... It, like, if I, if I, I mean, I don't know, as a lot of, like, I, I don't sound like a dick, but, like, I was like, yeah, what, how's the name Justice King? Because a very unique name. We all got weird names, like, uh, and they're all related. This is kind of dark, but I, I, I'll tell it, fuck it, it's fun. Uh, so, like, I think it was, like, 19, I was like, I want to get to know my dad. Mm-hmm. I never knew why we all had silly names, you know? Like, what are some other names that you guys had? So, my, my sister's name is London, but okay. it's still wrong. And I don't think that was on purpose. Like, I think it was, like... How do you spell London wrong? Like, like L-O-N-D-I-N. Oh, okay, okay. I think that was just, like, hey, that's how we spelled it by accident. No, that's what <laughs> it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then my brother's name, uh, I think it's legally Jeremy, but he was named... Oh, he changed or, it. Or what? I think, I think he got, maybe he got changed. I don't know, but it was Jeremiah Weed. Which was a drink back in the seventies, in the early eighties, and I guess my so I didn't know this. These are the reasons why, but like my dad was like, "Oh, we named Jeremy, we named him Jeremiah Weed because I was all fucked up on Jeremiah Weed. I was drinking when you know when when he was conceived, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy, okay? And he's like, yeah, you were conceived the day I got out of jail for a violent assault. So the day my dad got out, I was conceived. Um, so that's where justice comes from. I don't know where London came from because I know my no, my family wasn't going to fucking Who London. It wasn't in London. Holy like, shit! That's there. that's kind of that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know. I don't want to say it's dark, but I mean, kind of. I don't know. But yeah, but let's. So yeah, so well, it was dark in the fact that like 
I was 19, I didn't really know my dad, and then he's telling me about how I was conceived, kind of. Oh, okay. And he was, like, being kind of graphic about it. He was, like, talking kind of disrespectfully a little bit. Mm. And I'd be like, hey, man, I don't really know you like that, so I don't mean to tell my, my mom in a yeah, sexual yeah. way, bro. You know, it's, I don't know, it's weird. That's, like, turning 19. It's pretty like, fucked, yeah. I want to get to know my dad. He's this guy I've seen a little bit, a couple times in my life, you know, but, like. Do you still know him? No, he, he passed away a couple years ago. Like, Did it's weird. I kind of, like, I resented him when I was younger and shit. At the time when he passed, I kind of was just like, I get it. Life's fucked up. Like his life wasn't cool, you know. Did he, did did he ever see the like the sex like some sort of success you had? Uh, dude, it's funny because he didn't believe like he never believed anything I was doing. So like I went out, the first time I went to Europe, like he called my mom and she's like, "Oh, Justin, Europe." And he's like, "That boy's not in Europe. He's on drugs. Like he's like, he's on he's like on Baltimore Street getting high or whatever, you know." Like oh okay. Just like didn't believe that I was doing anything cool, and then so he started developing dementia. And like, like, and I never really had a relationship with him. But then I guess when I was like, 24, 25, my brother Jeremy was like, "Hey, I want to go visit Dad." So like, wanted to go see him, and he didn't remember, he didn't know who I was, and oh, we, didn't, we didn't know he was developing dementia at the time. I, I was like, "What are you fucking stupid? I'm your son, dude." You know? Holy shit! But he just didn't recognize me. And then at some point, he like snapped into it. it was like, "Oh shit, you're my son!" And I was like, "Yeah." And then he got dementia. Like they like diagnosed him with dementia, or whatever. And then like. A year or two later, he passed away in his house. Uh, just like on some weird shit. I think he like had a heart attack and just died or something in his house. But and I, I had a stepfather who raised me like like a good a good man. Like uh, so he was like always in. So you know, not to my I don't want to say my father was a monster. He wasn't like like I said. I don't resent him. Not like holding it. But he definitely wasn't a very good father. He's like had a fucked up life, and I think he's kind of. He have never he never like came to terms with like hey you, like you're doing something great. Never. Nah, I never, never saw that, but, you know, my stepfather really supported it. Like, he, like, pushed me into doing music and stuff like that, and, like, him and mom got me my first guitar when I was a little kid. And Is he still around? So my stepfather, it's funny, he kind of passed around at the same time, my stepfather. Oh, okay. Which, uh, that was different. That was, like, you know, like, my my, my real father recorded, we were, we were recording pretty buff. My, my biological father we were recording yeah. pretty buff, and I remember being like, I can leave the studio and go to this man's funeral. And I was like, this ain't even, like, a beef, though. I was like, I don't know this man, you know? Yeah. And, like, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life is make music. I can't put that on hold for this man because, you know, like, he, he didn't exactly put anything on, on hold in his life for me, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to put on hold something that's really important to me, which is making this record at the time, you know? What record was it? It was Pretty Buff, the Angel Dust record. Oh, okay, okay. And then uh, my stepfather died, like, you know, like a year before that. And that was just different. That was my father. That's like the man who raised me, and like, that's who like so much of who I am as a person is like an extension of my stepfather, you know. Mm. But, but yeah. So you you were like, um, you know, you had a bunch of brothers, you had a bunch of kids. Your dad wasn't around. What uh, like, like uh, I'm pretty sure. Like I think I don't know. Like, like I was I was talking to my girlfriend about that. Like, it's kind of like I feel like when you're like a baby, like when you're like when like when you're like barely brought into this world. Like your parents are in love with you. The older you grow, they kind of don't care. Yeah, it's really how it is. Also, like also I think about it, I'm like, damn, I'm like, like when people tell me like, oh, like you want, you're gonna be a dad someday, you're gonna have kids someday. I'm like, it's not because like, oh, like that's gross or like I want to live my life. It's just because I know like that's how humans react towards babies. When you're a baby, you're like, oh, I love you, like you're so cute, like I'm caring. And then like, and then like, like no, like every middle schooler like is pretty much alone. Or, like, kind of, like, in their own world because yeah. they don't give a fuck about them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then high school, when they start fucking shit up, 
then they're like, oh yeah, you're around, we forgot, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. am I right or am I wrong? Whether yeah, your parents are divorced, whether you're, whatever your situation is, like, yeah, they don't give, they give a fuck about you until you're, when you're a baby. I, I would hope, you know, a lot of parents, that I hope that they, they love you, and I, I think with my mom, she's like, significant, like, she's had a crazy life too, but the one thing I'll give her credit for is there's no end to her love. Like, her love is, is, is real, always. Now, was she always there? Does she have problems? A lot of there's a lot of problems growing up, and like you know, there kind of came a time in my life when I realized how unsafe my environment was. You know, yeah. and I've had some talks with her about it, and it's like it's not from a place of judgment because she's human and she grew up in a place with very little tools and resources. You know, yeah. and shit like mom would she fought so hard for everything that we had. You know, everything that uh, like everything that came in the house, like you know, and my stepfather helped provide too, but like. She did so much work for us, and, like, I do think at some point, like, it's so draining that she lost a lot of herself. So there wasn't, like, a lot of my childhood wasn't, like, oh, cuddled up with mommy, mm-hmm. I love my mommy, you know what I mean? Although I was always, like, a mama's boy. But, like, it's like mom had to go to work and work two jobs and come home, and then I, I was acting at school, so she had to beat my ass. And she didn't want to beat my ass, but she would whoop my ass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, uh, like, but at the end of the day, like, I, I could call my mom right now, and if I needed anything, she's, she would... She don't have anything, you know what I mean? She don't have much, but she would give it to me for sure, you know? Here, here, here's a quick side question. Quick side question. What do you think, do you think ass beatings are necessary? I think so. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, ass beating. Like, I, 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 that's one thing I like, I kind of, that's like, that's, I mean, I'm probably, I'm still kind of young, so a lot of probably shit I started running into, but that's like all the only thing that I do, like, thank God for my mom for my ass beatings, because now, yeah. like, I, like, I, you know, like, that's one thing I did thank my mom for. So every ass beating I've got from my mom, like, I didn't get them that much, to where I can, I could probably cite most of them. You know, that's not true. I got some ass beatings, but it's just like I learned so many lessons. There's so many any ass beating I can think of that I got from mom. I can think of a lesson that I learned. I can be like, all right, I was doing this and I was wrong. Yeah. That's to where it's like when I was with my father when I was younger, he was abusive. So it's like it was dark. Like you just get the realest ass beating for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. It was just like you just get fucked up. Like down with a child. <laughs> like personal, getting, you know? yeah. Like he's he's fighting he's fighting personal demons. Yeah. And yeah, that's what it was. He had demons, and I just had to receive some of them demons, dude. Like, and my brothers had to catch some demons. But uh, and so I like have a real clear idea of the difference. You know what I mean? My stepfather never like beat us, but his move. I, I liked his move, and I think about this too. Like, when we were acting up. He knew that we were scared of him because he's like a big biker fool, you know. So he'd like grab you up and just scare the shit out of you, but pick you up, like you know, like put you on the ground, squish you a little bit, yeah, and like raise his voice or something like that if he had to. For the most part, he was so it became this thing where I was like, okay, he's strong, he's powerful. I don't fuck with this dude. I'm not gonna like, tell him to do something. So if you were acting in public or something, he might just give you a little squeeze. To where you were like, ooh, he's got that. That's a powerful man. I don't want to fuck with that. Mm. Get my ass beat. So he never actually had to whip my ass. But again, it's still like there's a I don't know there's a physical element to to teaching young children. It happens in nature. You know what I mean? Like yeah fucking like wild animals I guess we're not wild animals but I don't know man like I think there's something primal and real about a lot of kids like think that they're the shit and like I've never had ass beating and then they get their ass beat in school but like kids are like actually you know what I mean like it's like nah you're gonna fuck with me motherfucker like type shit I was not even worried about no ass beating in school I was like y'all could never do to me what my mom my mom will put hands on me you know like yeah yeah I mean you can't hit your mom back so like oh yeah yeah, but yeah. Um, okay, uh, so we're going. Uh, so yeah, you're you're growing up, and uh, how, how about how, actually? Does your mom like see like what you do now, and like how does she feel? Yeah, she likes it. She's 
she came and saw Trapped in the Race one time, and a big ass brawl broke out. <laughs> she was like, she was she was a little bummed. I thought she was gonna be really bummed, but then afterwards we talked about it, and she was she was just psyched. Wait, you fought in the brawl? Or? No, not me. I kind of got in the mix. I had to like break it up. So it was like homies fighting homies. And then it was kind of cute though. She was like, oh, it's so nice that like your friends had your back and everybody's looking out for you and like you know I don't like that stuff, but. I'm glad you have good friends to care about you, you know? Yeah. And she, like, enjoyed the Trapped in the Ray show, but she really likes seeing Angel Dust. Like, when we come through, she's, like, into that, you know? Yeah. So usually when we come, she'll... Usually when we play, she'll come out, and I'll see her in the crowd, and, like, she looks emotional a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like, how does she react, like, when you're, like... Like, like see Trapped in the Ray, like, you're like, move the fuck up, motherfucker. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, what the fuck? So, like, my mom just be, like, real traditional and... Like never cuss her own mom. I never cursed her own mom. Like by accident, you know. I've never like consciously been like I'm gonna say the f word from a mom because she'll put hands on me, you know. And it's weird on stage because that's like so much of just who I am. And like you know, that's we were talking about this a little bit earlier. But like when you make music, you should just be who you are unapologetically. That's what people want to see. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the difference between you know like an authentic artist or somebody who's selling you something, you know. So. I don't know. I like talk like, a bunch of stupid shit, and even if it's with Angel Dust and I'm playing acoustic guitar, I'm gonna talk some stupid shit. And it's funny that one day I was like doing that and kind of realized that my mom was in the room. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. <laughs> I was like hearing me say cuss curse words, you know. And did she ever like? She doesn't know what hardcore shows were, right? Like she's just like she's seeing like all these dudes like she's seeing everything for the first time. Like well, I feel like it's I feel like it's crazy to see that all the like you know see stage two stepping like. So my mom's like probably knows more about hardcore than the average, you know, 60-year-old woman because, like, my childhood was, like, I worshipped that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. I, like, had the, the, the photos on, on my wall and I'd have, like, the, the VHS tapes of mosh pits. Like, you would just get, like, like bootleg tapes from, like, a distro or something like that of, like, whatever band playing. Like, so if I want to see, like, Madball live show, yeah. VHS, you could get that from, like, Rick to Life's distro or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, like, there was, like really cool videos back then like there was one called release there was like just like a, a cassette tape that everybody had and it was like a bunch of different live sets on it and like interviews with bands and stuff like that and there's a pretty notorious like the nyhc documentary mm. uh so mom's like seen those videos a hundred times she like knew what the mosh pit was oh okay, okay. And, and then like you know she knew that's what i was doing H- how did you get into hardcore like what was your like gateway into it like you were you, you got into pretty young i say so I, I had a couple friends that like were like like remotely into hardcore so like the first bands so I had like some skate friends and then I had a cousin my cousin Burl his name's uh, short for Berlin (laughs) Uh, he um, he put me on to like some heavier New York bands like Mm. Vision of of Disorder I think is the first one that connected with me Mm. the Long Island band and then my skate friends are putting me on to uh, like Youth of Today and Minor Threat but Youth of Today was the first one that like in that in that world so it's it's funny, like, I had this broad spectrum idea of what hardcore is. Mm-hmm. And, like, now it's kind of how it is. Like, young people, like, and it, I think it's cool that it's, like, see hardcore as, like, this big umbrella of, like, all these things. Yeah. And that's how I've always viewed it. When I was young, I think people had a little more of a strict vision of it. Like, it was, like, weird if you, like, Vision of Disorder and you today, you know? Like, yeah, because I saw a comment last time. I was looking at Cold's Live. I was playing a fucking demo or something. I was playing it. And then I see a comment. It's like... This is what hardcore should be, not that fucking Hera Christian shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I love Shelter and I love Cold yeah. as Life. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool. That's that's really the beauty of hardcore. People forget like where that shit started. It's like, look at Bad Brains. They like it started at, at such a place that was so eccentric and wild and crazy, and just like different. So it was so like, 
like just like breaking the rules, you know? And I, I, I thought about it today, actually. Uh, I thought about it actually at work today. It's breaking the rules, which you said, but it's without being rebellious. You know how punk was like breaking the rules and fuck you, fuck this, and we're gonna do like, but uh, hardcore is more like, like not, it's not really a fuck you, it's more like, I don't like that, I'm gonna like do it, you know what I mean? Like, I think like, I, like Shelter is a big band that I love. I actually went to Hare Krishna Festival because of Shelter. Like, mm. I literally just went, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go check it out. Like. In the sense that it's not like like I think I, I think I view myself like that. I don't think of myself as like fuck you like I'm punk like I think I saw like yeah fuck you, but like I want to live my life still positive, but like I'll alter alter it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Alter it, not really like, like you know what I mean. Go against it, alter it. Yeah, like, yeah I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, it's a little more proactive. Yeah, like you know? yeah, like I think like just like uh, trapped in rice. Like that's a band that I like to listen to because like it's not really like. Fuck you! I'm gonna get fucked up on a Saturday night, and I forget about my problems. It's more like, like I could just relate to the lyrics. I could like relate to the angerness. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not telling me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the beauty of hardcore. Like, that's really, yeah. That's, I think that's what hardcore is to me. One, at least. one thing for me is like this, and like, and I say this punk as well. I'm not saying this is not a punk thing, but like, one thing I like about hardcore is like, it's so generational and it keeps evolving. Like, in and you know, not like. In any specific direction Like it's just different What hardcore is different Every couple of years And I like that Signs like, of the times I think like A couple of bands Like if you look at like Jesus Peace And like Year of the Knife They like made it to where Hardcore became more Metal leaning In the last couple of years mm. To where it even opened a door For people to like Straight like Hardcore fans to be like Yo I love new metal hmm. And it's yeah. like New metal I, I, I like some bands You can classify as new metal But that's just not, not my thing For the most part and like, but it's cool to me that I'm like, damn, it's cool that there's like young people who are like trying to revive new metal in the name of hardcore. Mm. And it's like, there's these rare yeah. experiences that create these little windows of time. And now that I guess, you know, like hardcore is like twice as old now as it, as it is from when I started listening to hardcore. So mm. it's like, there's more of a streamline. There's like more of a specific idea of, more specific ideas what hardcore is. And now that it's twice as old and it's, there's a lot of history to it and, uh, it's a more broad meaning but it's like this it's like youth of today was the response to something specific happening here at this time this group of people the pro- I think they're from Connecticut or something like that maybe they came from money maybe they didn't and their issue was at the time was animal rights that's cool I didn't grow up in a, in a situation where I could even care about animal rights hmm, yeah, I kind yeah. of did because like I heard those bands talking about it but my mom wasn't gonna buy me no more fucking Boca Burgers or no shit you know yeah. like that wasn't Some beyond me <laughs> yeah it's like it wasn't really a, in the cards for me you know but, like, now you look at over here in California, year 2021, we're in a pandemic. And people are afraid to, like, go out and do their thing. And life's just different and weird. And you got Dead City. Like, like I don't even, I don't think Dead City identifies as a hardcore band. Maybe I'm wrong. But they are. They're a hardcore band. They're a hardcore band. They're a punk band. Whatever they want. I don't, I'm down, you know? Yeah. But they, like, kind of created a movement that's being like, yo, we're going to do this. Like, we, I don't really give a fuck, like, what... The rules are we're just gonna do our thing. And that's so cool. That's so punk. It's so it's and it's so much of what hardcore is. Um, but it's interesting, like you know, looking at that that going to the show under the bridge, seeing Section Hey, Alpha and Omega, Dead City, yeah, um, and being like, yo, this is a hardcore show because the context of hardcore is ever evolving and it means something different. And then, like I said, it's no for me, it's no less or no more hardcore than. You know, seeing Jesus Peace in, on the East Co- East Coast, and like yeah. uh, same thing with like Trapped in a Race and w- w- where we existed, that the things at the time were okay. These things are cool music. We want to focus on these things and have a little bit of a different statement, you know. Mm-hmm. And 
lyrically, it's going to be a little bit different than what other people were singing by the time. It's a reaction to what was happening. So what's happening is always evolving. Hardcore's always evolving. I love that idea. Like, punk definitely evolves too, but I think there's a lot of emphasis on tradition and, like, yeah. people trying to emulate sounds. And I mean, that happens in hardcore too, but maybe, maybe hardcore is a little, there's a little more creative freedom and there's more there's more yeah there's more uh, different types of sounds like I don't know yeah I think like like I think that's a good that's a good example like coldest life and shelter like it's two different yeah dude. two different type of people but like I, don't know, I still love I love both bands but like I think I think it's even cave said that there's a quote uh, punk is where where ideas and ideas and something else and traditions are brought in with without money being involved because I think of like I think one of the like like when I eat a burger now Every single time I ate a burger, like I love fucking burgers, I love meat, but every time I ate a burger, I think like, oh, the karma, the karma, the the pain that animals went through, ours is gonna go into me. So if I feel like shit later, it's because I ate that burger, and I know that because of because uh, of John Joseph, because of Cromax. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's crazy because like I would have not known that shit if I was like listening to fucking rap, you know, talking about bitches and all that shit, which is you know cool, but like. Like, it's, like, it's crazy how I know that. You know what I mean? A lot of people tell me shit. I'm like, yeah, oh, like, yeah. I know that shit. Like, I feel like shit after eating McDonald's because I ate the karma of... I am getting the karma from get, eating that animal. Dude. Which, you know, to most people sounds crazy, but I know that. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's interesting that, like, punk culture is... It's a microcosm of the world. You know, like, everything... Mm-hmm. You, have, you have, like, doctors and you have teachers and all these people that exist within the, mm-hmm. the punk spectrum. Um, but I think a lot of the world looks towards the punk scene and underground music and alternative and it has for a long time. Uh, and like what what is going on, I don't know, like I think that our community has brought to attention a lot of uh, really important issues. And you know, it's not just punks, people like with punk mentality or whatever, I guess. But like, you know, when I was a kid, I was like the first like, no, none of my peers, like, knew about veganism or some shit. Like, that was, like, weird. You know, like, being a kid in Baltimore. Yeah. And, like, like you know, like, I, I, I gave it a shot. I was a vegetarian for, like, a couple of years when I was a kid. Uh, but it didn't go over. I just, like, starved myself. It was terrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, eat bread and shit like that. And, yeah, yeah, I go to eat. Uh, yeah. But, like, a lot of, like, you know, uh, gender issues and, like, social issues that I've seen come to ahead like in the world that we know it it's like that stuff that was pretty normal to me at that point you know like like uh it's like people in the punk space have been talking about that for a long time you know so it was like you know it's weird now i see like in tv shows like that they'll talk about straight edge even oh yeah like just like normal people on the tv show be like oh no thanks i'm straight edge and i'm like what the fuck uh well actually never seen i've seen it i think like like been like I seen bands been talked about, but I never seen someone say that. That'd be I want to see that though. Yeah, and then it's like you look at like art on a large scale and shit like that, and it's like yo, a lot of these artists, like big artists, and it's been for a while now. They're hiring hardcore and punk people to do their oh yeah th- to dress them or to like yeah. write music with them or to do this or to do that. Um, it's cool. It's like a, a lot of. But you know what blows my mind the most is. Say I, I think okay, like say minor threat. It's so overlooked that because it's so played. It's like, it's almost mainstream at this point. But I really think to myself, I'm like, damn, like, like okay, I'm I may be strange or whatever the fuck. Like, like I like 
the fact that I could tell myself like, hey, if I don't want to have a fucking beer or like in front of like a social where everybody's having a beer or smoking weed or whatever, mm-hmm. I I probably would have not had the balls to do that, especially being a fucking Mexican kid where everybody drinks. Yeah. If it wasn't for my next threat, I think about that. I'm like, okay. And like so did so did a lot of people. Like say you said today was inspired like through like straight edge and blah 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 and then the other day inspired another group of kids, whatever. But I think about them like how the fuck did a kid in the eighties with no internet, no yeah. from a small town like ever say like, you know what, I'm not gonna drink and like even that be even being popular in punk. Yeah, it's crazy. It's that's, crazy. That it's crazy blows my that, mind. That's such a bold move, and it shouldn't be. Like, it should. You should just be like, "Hey, I don't want to drink," but it's it's so cultural, you know. Like, especially at the time, especially no internet. Like now, it's like okay, like you can search some strategy, you can find a list of bands. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can find anything. You can find fucking any country. What straight edge bands are where? Yeah. But now, but back in the day, it's like I'm this kid really like said no, dude. Uh, I like you know I'm not I don't I'm not straight edge at this point in my life, but. Uh, I was straight edge for most of my life and you know or I called myself straight edge for most of my life and like it's where I grew up was so weird like everybody was getting fucked up for sure and like it made it made a lot of my young life awkward and my young adult life really awkward and like alienated me in a lot of ways and and like kind of alienated me from my family who has addiction problems you know yeah. like where they'd be like oh you think you're better than us and I'd be like no I just don't want to do that like I'm just yeah. that's it you know uh, but it's interesting because like you know I'm 35 and it's like if I smoke some weed or something, I know I'm not going to go off the rails and start doing lines and then have a bender or something like that. Like, yeah. at 35, I, like, feel completely in control of my life. And, like, but I know for a fact, like, everybody, like, yo, so many people I grew up with are dead. They overdosed. You know what I mean? Like, so many people I grew up with are overdosed and died or, like, just, like, had crazy lifestyles that led to them getting yeah. killed in some way or another. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people I grew up with are dead. Or, or they have, like, really bad addiction problems. And, like, yeah, I just... I would have been one of the ones to not do so well with it and it's like life-changing stuff you know what I mean like really fortunate and it, like straight is one of those things like they were talking about that's like I don't know or like uh, a progressive like, idea that wasn't popular when I was a kid so like in high school somebody's like yo do you want to drink a beer and I said nah I'm straight edge <laughs> it was like crazy to kids in high school it's still well I mean like I think I'm, I'm some fucking like kind of like I'm, I don't know if like richer kids know that I don't know but like in high school like you know like full of Mexicans full of like you know what I mean fucking doing pills and uh, and and drinking uh, Modelos like on the some fucking white drinking Modelos on the fucking weekends like you know they like they're like you know what I mean it's like normal and like and like you know what I mean like I don't know it's it's, it's like like veganism you know what I mean like I think it's I wish I could be vegan like, I had the balls to be vegan but yeah. I love tacos and burritos and like beaner shit but. Like, like I think about that, like Earth Crisis, like you know what I mean. Like, I th- I think about Earth Crisis, like probably like I would love that fucking. Band I love too. Earth Crisis, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. One day when I hear him, I'm like, fuck, man, I should be straight edge too. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I want to be vegan. I listen to Earth Crisis. Yeah. I don't like, like you know what I mean. I like, I love that shit. But like, I think about him, like damn, like, like what's that one myth where like those guys from one to one life one crew or some shit, like like went uh, to throw bread at them or like no, not bread, fucking uh, meat or some shit, and like they fought them on the stage. One life crew, yeah. Yeah, one life crew, and like, and I'm like, holy shit, like. Like, you were so about it, you know what I mean? Like, you were so about it to fight fools while you're playing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like to me, like, that's like, like, again, like, like now it's like you could be vegan because, like, you have the resources, you have fucking fake meat, you have the internet, but, like, yeah. back in the day, well, you're, you know, like, you're on a van eating a fucking salad. It's so easy to go stop and get a fucking burger, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, which is crazy. I, like, have tried a couple times in my life to go vegetarian and vegan. Like, I've been like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I was progressively getting sicker and sicker whenever I would do it. And I, I, kept, I always catch slack whenever I bring this up to anybody, like, in the vegan world. They get real defensive about this. But 
I was getting sick from eating gluten or uh, eating like you know like eating more gluten. Like a lot of a lot of vegan vegetarian food has more gluten in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I had a gluten intolerance, and I got dairy intolerance, and then I have just like an into- I'm like just sensitive to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So, but I couldn't figure it out that like like why I was getting sicker when I was trying to eat vegetarian. And I'd be I'd be fucked up, dude. I'd be like so bloated and just like like I'd that. Get, like my stomach would just swell. Oh shit! Like just gas, full of gas. Um, I'm just like farting and smell like death and just like shitting my pants and stuff. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with me? I'm like eating healthy. Uh, but now it's like that I have a little more of an understanding of some of the things that I'm allergic to and sensitive to. Yeah. It's like I like kind of just eat meat and vegetables. It's like all I can really eat. I don't, I can't eat bread or anything like that. So, like any, and it's crazy. Gluten's like low key in everything, dude. Like, mm-hmm. like soy sauce is a thing that for years I didn't realize and I just kept getting sick and then I realized I used wheat and soy sauce and. It's fucked up. So you can't eat gluten at all? Yeah, no, nah, I'm like getting real sensitive to gluten. Damn. It sucks. Man, I imagine any soy sauce. Dude, there's there's like alternatives that are that are decent. There's not super accessible. It's like mm. the homies are going to the to get the restaurant to get some Chinese food or some shit. I'm you like, bring your own bottle or what? Yeah, I'll just bring some shit. <laughs> or I got a couple of little things that I know I can eat safely, like around the neighborhood especially this neighborhood's good man there's like so much good food here yeah yeah like having that taco trucks right there I mean just having say eleven, like fucking you know you could go get yourself a bag of chips like yeah that's one thing I miss like well, actually I have seven what the fuck I was talking about I have seven in your house yeah but uh fucking tacos up though that's, that's my that's my safe food for sure tacos yeah cause the corn tortilla safe I mean I don't know taco like I, like you could play burrito start with, I was like uh, but yeah I mean okay one thing I want to talk about is like you're into rap right a little bit like like I was in, when I was younger for sure and now I know like a couple of rappers and not because I don't respect it not like that kind of thing it's just like I'm just busy and don't really know a lot of new music it's crazy as as I, I, as I, I swear I thought you were like a big hip hop head I do love hip hop but, no, but like, like I thought you were like a huge hip hop head like almost as much as hardcore like that's what oh I, yeah nah I, I couldn't say that definitely like in the era of like Trapped and Rice starting like it, I think it's pretty probably obvious like yeah. I just like hip hop a lot and was like trying to do that at the time you know what I mean yeah like, I, I told you like I guess in person but like like I like I think like I'll say it again for the podcast like like LA Los Angeles hardcore on to, over anything like no and people are gonna be like oh no you said this no 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 Los Angeles hardcore or everything and then, like probably like 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 New York hardcore uh, I can't think about what else like New York hardcore uh, Bay Area hardcore like you know like those, those are like popular you know what I mean popular names that like people like should know but I think of like I think I love Baltimore hardcore for no reason. Like, like it's one of those things where like it's just like it clicks over my head over a time. Like Transfall's from Baltimore, Queens is from Baltimore, End is from Baltimore, Transfall's from Baltimore. I mean, yeah, Trap Turner's from Baltimore. Like it just like you know what I mean? Like there's a reason for me. Like I don't know shit from Baltimore. Like all I know is the Ravens and that's it. Yeah. Like, I don't know shit, but like I like I love the groove, the fucking like you know, it's like rap, you know what I mean? It's like Yeah, for sure. Like like I told you like, I've been looking for love. Or searching, whatever, like, in the wrong... Like, that shit reminds me, like, something, like, rap kids will, like, get on, like, you know, the floor and, like, you know what I mean? Start fucking dancing and then, like, jump off when the song builds up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that shit's fucking I think that's just always been in the history of Baltimore. Like, like, all the... Like, they're... It's like, I guess the first hardcore band would be Gut Instinct, like, in Baltimore. I don't know if there was a band before that. Maybe I'm... Maybe there was, but as far as I know, that's my earliest knowledge of hardcore in Baltimore. And it was, like, like, Black Skinhead Fools. Mm-hmm. And they're playing very metallic, like hardcore punk music, but there's there's a cadence to it mm-hmm. that, that didn't exist throughout the whole spectrum of hardcore and punk. It wasn't a super common thing at that time. And then next step up is another big band that people know about 
outside of that. And I think next to what really changed the whole scope of hardcore. Like, they're never, they were never a huge band who, like, got the success they were due. They've done a lot of cool shit. Um, but I think the, the, the creative element of that band, how it influenced, like, what hardcore music would be across the board is huge. And they were, like, very, like, I don't know, it sounded like kind of, like, cool, bouncy, heavy metal. Yeah. With a dude kind of rapping on it, like a Krishna, like, hood, white dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, it's a, it's a weird combination of things. Yeah. Uh, and then Stout, like, that dude just rapping, except his voice is fucking deep and crazy. Yeah. And every song's about how he's going to kill you. You yeah. know, like, so it was, like, just natural progression we started. I was like, I'm going to rap on this shit. But I can't rap about killing you because I'm not that dude. That dude, he'll do it. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll rap about, like, have my feelings hurt by my ex-girlfriend but, or something but, like that. But that's good, though. Yeah. Like, it, like your shit's good. Like, I, I swear I thought you had, like, been into rap your whole life because, like, like, the way, like, it's just, like, it's fucking so catchy. Well, I mean, I mean it, like, like, it's real. Like, I definitely grew up on that stuff. Like, uh, like, Mob Deep made one of my favorite records of all time. Definitely top five records, yeah. record of my life. And, like, I, I remember that time, I couldn't believe Ready to Die by Biggie, Biggie Smalls. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a lot of Ready to Die references throughout the whole spectrum of Trapped in Your Ice, actually. Uh, and I, I was just really into like a lot of 90s stuff, which was still yeah. a thing then. Yeah, you know? I, I still listen to that shit. I listen yeah. to that more than like modern rap. Yeah, I mean, it's like some I grew up on, and I, I love that shit. I was like obsessed with it. Rap in um, the 90s was better. Rap in the 90s was the best. Uh, you know, it's, it, I don't ever, I definitely appreciate it more. It's always hard to say like if it gets better like objectively or not you know but like definitely appreciate it because I think I was at an age where I just absorbed it and there's such talented people but I think there's people doing really interesting stuff now and like the I, game's so much different I don't, I don't think it's like uh, like I'm not saying shit now sucks but like rapping the name is better yeah like it's just better like it was just I think, super, super cool like yeah I think in terms of like actually rapping you know like fools could rap crazy back yeah. then, you know. And then, and then like that kind of matched well with like like Grave Diggers or like Big L, like Dude, like I that show was Grave dark, Diggers. but like they could rap. And I mean now it's like all the rappers that are dark can't rap. Yeah. They're just like screaming like like oh, da, 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 da. you know what I mean like all hype shit. I'm like this kind of sucks. Like Dude, like you look cool. Like I want to listen to you. I want to like you. Like I want to like NASCAR a little. But that shit sucks. Like yeah. I'm sorry. Like I'm sorry. Like I don't know NASCAR. You said NASCAR little. Hello. Like that, whole, like that. Oh, whole, you know who that is. Yeah, like I want to like it because it looks cool, but it sucks. He's got the one track. That, it was kind of like a viral tic- TikTok track. Yeah. Right? I mean, like yeah, like like oh, or like Scarlord or like I, I used to like Ghostman when he could rap. Yeah. Ghostman used to rap, but now he's like I don't really easy anymore. I like Ghostman. Uh, I definitely like that he like came from rapping and like made it something else like it's, uh, like, it's like a little bit of everything that he loves and I, I, I mean I'm, I'm sound like a fucking old head but like I love the old Ghostman like when he would just wear DSI shirts or like and just rap in like the blonde hair yeah like I know he's got there which is cool like people like this shit cool yeah but I kind of enjoy like like Bones when he was like just wearing like Burzum shirts and like just long hair like that shit was cool like that's just like now it's like oh now it's like people are copying and paste Bones like people are literally putting like the album cover looking like Metallica in the yeah. 80s like you know, like, in putting the whole he's black He's definitely in. hugely influential, man. He's, like, definitely had a lot of people, motivated a lot of people to do something. Suicide Boys was sick in like 2016. Like, all that shit was sick. Like, I think that, like, 2016, 2013 and 2016 or 17 rap was super cool. It's, it's interesting when I moved to L.A., the only thing I really knew about hip-hop at that time, I was, like, super submerged in, we just started Popway Records, and I was, like, talking to a lot of bands at the time like just like really into listening to young guitar bands mm-hmm. 
and then work, we started working with some bands and I was just so focused on what we were doing and I, the only hip hop I really knew at all was Wiki which was in Rat King at the time yeah. so I knew Rat King and I knew Little Ugly Man I was like just into Little Ugly Man's music and I told you a little bit before but like when I first moved here I was like chilling with Travis and didn't realize he was Little Ugly Man and uh, at some point I was like well that's crazy and then I like a couple weeks later like came to living room Wiki was there and I was like cause he's like friends with everybody where I was living I was like, dude, what the hell is going on? Like, all these fools I fuck with keep popping up on the couch, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it was like a cool experience. Uh, also, I love that you mentioned Big Ale and Gravedigger specifically. Yeah. Because, like, being, like, who, like, where I'm from, like, like, punk and skateboarding and shit like that was never popular, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, and I had, I was definitely like a product of where I was from. Like, I definitely like, wore things that were like acceptable amongst my peers you know so like I was like hip hop influenced and I liked hip hop and I but I never identified with it entirely you know what I'm saying like while I loved I guess Biggie Small is another one I guess I did find more I could relate to in his music but a lot of like like gang shit that was pop like like hip hop like gangster rap that was popping off the time yeah. I still relate to it but I appreciated it and then hearing Grave Diggers an escape video was so big for me I felt seen you know what I mean yeah. and then I found out about like the shorties skateboarding team mm-hmm. um, like Chad Muskin stuff and they're like dudes who like looked like I looked they wore like stuff that I wore and they were like hip hop and I guess kind of punk adjacent and I was like yeah I like hip hop and I like punk and like that was kind of an eye opening experience for me to be like yo you can be kind of anything and again we're talking about like the traditions of hardcore punk and the way you gotta look you know yeah. I've never really subscribed to that. Like, I always thought it was kind of weird that I had to. Um, That's kind of weird to say because I feel like you dress kind of hardcore. Like, uh, well, I mean, I feel like you don't follow like the like because there's trends. You know what I mean? There's yeah, always, there's always trends. I'm gonna say this. Consider this though. Early, the first five years of Trapped Under Ice, everybody was dressing like us. So mm. we, so it was just what we were wearing became what hardcore was. You know what I'm saying? Mm, okay, okay. And. For me, a lot of stuff was shit that I like. It was like even hardcore artists that I liked from the '90s. Like I saw Fury Five wearing like camouflage pants, and me and the dudes in T.Y. was like, we had some camo pants. Yeah. And that like wasn't really a thing then for like a long time before that, you know. And it became a little wave of camo pants, and it's like one of those timeless things that always come and go. Camo mm-hmm. pants are sick, though, you know. But like, <laughs> I can't rock them, but we were just like straight up. We we made it like a joke to like see how ridiculous we could dress and see if people would follow. Yeah. And it worked. Like, like we'd be like, first it was like camo pants with Timberlands, and it caught on. And then oh, we were yeah. like, let's 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 start rocking fucking. I don't know what the next the next move was. There were it, it, sweatpants, sweatshorts, uh, football jerseys, like just stupid shit. But it would catch on. There's a little bit when I had fucking um, crop tops. It was kind of cool for a minute. Yeah. And it was like literally just like a joke, being like, can I make crop tops cool? Yeah. Like, will, will people follow? Maybe it never got cool, but pe- enough people bit to where I was like, damn, there's five people at this show right now wearing crop tops. That's ridiculous, you know? Like, yeah. I, I wanted to bring this up, like, like you know, you being, like, saying that. Here's actually, a pr- I, I don't know if it's a hot take, but, like, like uh, I think I saw a YouTube video actually just randomly once. Did did you want to beat up a dude and, like, came, came out on YouTube or some shit? I wanted to beat up a dude? No, you beat up a dude or some shit. Oh, yeah. Um, I got in, like, a fight in Germany. Like, uh, shit, that shit was like, 
I literally just remembered right now because you said like, oh, like you know, you like like all that shit. You're like, cause yeah. it, like you know, you know, it's a weird thing. Hardcore fights and hardcore has always been a thing. Like that's not like. Yeah, that's not like oh god, it's fucking like it's, that's why I'm kind of jaded to it. Like not that like I'm just like you know like I'm it was, trying it to... was weird to me because like yo I like so that was ten years ago now. That but like but people cared enough to be like oh my god, Justice got in a fight. It was so it was so weird because and I'm not by no means by being like that the fight was like that's like a whole other story whether it's like justified or whatever you know I fuck with the dude who I fuck yeah. he's cool. I haven't seen him in a long time but he's fucking sick and we like we like we made good on it pretty quick but people were in their feelings about it and it became such a thing where it's like it's weird because I grew up and it was like mandatory we was fighting we're going to the show in Baltimore people are fighting for sure you know yeah. somebody getting knocked out in the mosh pit then somebody's gonna get mad about it they're gonna fight and then somebody's gonna knock somebody's girlfriend over and then it's now everybody's getting fucked up you know yeah. it's like nothing new and I think with even the people that were involved from Germany I think they were on the same page where they were like hey it's all good we're just gonna fight you know but the internet couldn't believe that shit the internet was really upset and, uh, yeah, because it's, it's weird to think like justice, justice trip. I'm pretty sure you got into many more fights than nobody cared. So my thing has always been this. I've never, I've always thought like hardcore is a place where you kind of like forget about things in the world and just let loose. And um, I don't know, it's like have a, it's never been a place that I want to have to fight with people, you know? And like, it's been weird to me too like especially growing up in a small city where it's like if I had a big problem with somebody we could just go fight we can meet up later we, like Saturday we just go drive out to the park and fight or something you know it's like there's no really no we don't gotta do it that show and shut the venue down and all that shit mm. and Baltimore is also a small scene very DIY so it's like that risk of like fucking up the one venue we got right now like you fuck that shit really gonna have a problem you know mm. so I've never really it's funny because I've probably fought once or twice in my entire life at a hardcore show mm-hmm. and then the one of them's on tape and it looks really bad because it got out of control I thought the recording is like all very shitty and like yeah but it's, it's, but like like I said like like do you like okay cause like I I'm like how old am I how old am I I'm 18 so like <laughs> yeah I was like I forgot no I was like I'm 18 so basically I've been into hardcore like since like probably like sophomore year of high school or sophomore year of high school mm-hmm. so like I haven't been technically you know, into hardcore like too long but so you were saying that you were that popular not, not, not saying like you're in a cockpit it's just like so I could understand like tra- Trepreneurs definitely got big to the point people are wearing crop tops because of you and worrying about what fights you get into on YouTube yeah so I think that actually was the moment where I was like I think we're bigger than hardcore now because hardcore wasn't who was upset about that you know what I'm saying yeah, like it was old hat. I mean, there were some fools. It was like, like some, like some European hardcore fans were like, "Hey, that was our homie." You know, like there's a lot of people being like, "That's my homie. I'm gonna fight you at the show tomorrow." Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "All right, pull up," and then they wouldn't. You know, and then all along, I'm talking to the dude on the side, and he's like, he, "Like he was like, yeah, it wasn't cool, but we just got out of control, bro. Like it, it, it's, it's we all good, you know." Yeah. And it's funny, like I ended up like chilling to my grip, and uh, he's awesome. He's like a really cool tattooer. He's sick. Uh, but there was a little bit of hardcore set, but really it was like random, like young girls. Like, like I remember like you're being like- They idolize the year old girls. The, like, the ones that say, I'm going to the Turnstile concert. Yeah, kind of. And I'm like, where did these people, and we played with a lot of weird bands at the time, like not weird in a bad way, but like we do like some random shows at Newfound Glory, mm. then do some random shows at Four Years Strong. And then we played with like the weird, like, um, like the, some of the bigger metalcore bands at the time. So it was like, just a lot of young young people coming in and uh not understanding and gauging the the whole concept of what this band is yeah 
and they just saw oh it's a fight fights are bad and that's like a lot of what you see now is like people don't understand context they like see like I mean that was what the beginning of YouTube yeah no, I guess yeah, not, YouTube was pretty new then it wasn't like that like now yeah. what it is which is crazy because I like I wanted to connect that to Angel Dust like TikTok like the TikTok hardcore kids are like Fuck man, like I, th- I think Finn McKenzie, uh, Finn McKenzie said that. Like I watched a YouTube video and he's like, "What do you think about like?" And like this is coming from an older white dude who's like, like you know, kind of like not really on the scene and been successful. You I mean he's like, "Why the fuck are you going to tsunami show and like, like all these TikTok kids and be like, no, this shouldn't be fighting." You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it's just like. So wait, so Finn McKenzie is like down with tsunami or? Like yeah, he's like they asked him I guess a question like yeah. on like whatever the fuck on the live stream whatever. Yeah. And they told him like oh like what do you think of like these new young t- like kids getting into hardcore because of TikTok, you know, going to, like, old Tsunami because I was, like, the pop band right now. Oh, okay, I see. And he's like, yeah, well, like, what the fuck do you expect? Like, like it's, like, it's kind of, like, what do you, I forgot the analogy he used, but, yeah, like, he's a good analogy of it. It's, like, it's, like, it's not, it's not, it's not bad or good. It's just, like, it's, like, it's, it like. what it is. Yeah, it's, like. That's fucked up motherfuckers want to beat the shit out of each other in a mosh pit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, I mean, but like I don't know, it's like it's like watermelon without the seeds. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah like you don't want them sometimes there, but they're there. Like, it's like you can't watermelon without seeds. It's like anything, man. The world has never understood hardcore in its purest form, which is like, dude, it's like a little bar in Baltimore. It's called the Sidebar, and we're just gonna go out there and beat the shit out of each other, and it's gonna make me fucking stop from going and fucking shooting my school up or some shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. like these kids that like don't <laughs> that don't have any outlet, they'd go do fucked up shit. You know, and there's so there's so many directions I could have went in life, and like straight edge, like definitely like a healing thing that helped me but yo just getting in a mosh pit and getting my teeth kicked out and my front teeth are fake seven times over I've had them placed seven times seven times I'm going Friday to get this one redone which will be the seventh time on this tooth and the other one will be the sixth time on this tooth and then the other tooth next to it's seven shit and most that's from mosh pits or like maybe those moments where you're like am I fighting or am I in a mosh pit you know like where you yeah. like got socked up and now a tooth missing and then uh, fucking microphones like hitting me in the teeth or whatever but it's like that shit was salvation for me like every yo every kid I grew up it's fucked man not very few exceptions you know yeah uh, and it's like that's I don't would be like hardcore saved my life and shit but it's like dude it really gave me like people being like hey you don't gotta get fucked up or whatever oh you mad as hell about these things that I'm singing about go beat your friend's ass in a mosh pit he's gonna beat your ass back it's yeah. all good you know <laughs> yeah 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 and it's healing, dude. But yeah. I can't expect like a normal person. Like if you like grew up with everything handed to you, you've never felt the frustration where you really need to just go whoop somebody's ass before. I can't explain that to you, and I can't put it on TikTok and market it to little kids or expect fucking little kids who have nothing better to do about than cry about stupid shit that's not hurting anybody. You know what I mean? Like if that's you, different, and it's just not for you. It's not right. It's not wrong. I mean. I like that he said it's not right, it's not wrong, not good, it's not bad, but I do think it's right. I think it's like, it's, it's necessary, people need that shit, you know? Yeah, cause, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, I honestly, like, I got into hardcore and I just love the music, and I like I was like, this is cool. It's, it's like one of those things I didn't like realize until like probably like literally right now that we're talking that that's just cool, like, like, I don't know, like, it's just like one of those things where like, I just love fucking like, you know what I mean, like, like, I think, was it the, like, uh, the dude from Frostbite, like, he just like almost knocked me over with his cast. Like he's just like fucking hit me and like and oh, I was like super shit. I was kind of pissed I was like fuck I was like and like but I was like and then I talked to him he's like super cool but like when he's one of those things where like it's like all this shits like during the mosh pit or like during the pit or whatever like 
all this shit's happening. You're like, you're kind of scared of getting a spin kick, but then you're spin kicking, and then like, you know what I mean? All this shit's happening, but then like, in the moment, you're kind of like, just in it. Yeah. And then once you're out, you're like, holy shit, like, I want to I want to come back and do this again yeah. next fucking Friday night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's one of those things where like, I don't know, like, 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 I don't know. It's one of those things where like, I didn't realize it like after. You know what I mean? I didn't realize yeah. how much I loved it. Like, I don't know. Like, I, like you're right. Hardcore, like, I don't know. Hardcore gave me like. I don't know, like, literally a, a gateway to the outside world. Because, like, before that, the 1720 is not even far from my house, train-wise. Oh, right? really? Walking, like, walking, it's fucking, like, far. But train, like, like you know how the Washington State, the Washington Station is there? Mm-hmm. Like, the train, well, the train stop's there. And then, like, two two train stops down. Like, basically, if I get on a train, I'm there, like, in three minutes. Okay. You know what I mean? That's and great. I never knew that fucking venue existed until I went to go see Terror. Ah, oh, that's you know, so sick. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where, like... Or like I never I was like You know And I I can relate with her Like we kind of grew up In this little like bubble You know what I mean You just go to like The little quinta the little party You know what I mean That your fucking Neighbors having Or like yeah. your grandma on Like that's it That's your world you know what I mean We're gonna meet some girl Or some guy Eventually in that Fucking little party team You're gonna get married You have kids Yeah That's it I've met people in Highland Park That have never left Highland Park Holy fuck Like that's crazy Like you live in LA There's like Everything. Don't be wrong. It's cool because you can you can live in Highland Park and not leave, and everything you need is here. Yeah. You know, I love this neighborhood, but like you live in LA, like the whole world is here. Like, and yeah. if they're not here, they're gonna come here to visit at some point. And like, you can go downtown and have this experience. You can go here and have this experience. You know. But same thing with me. Like being from Baltimore, it's like you don't leave Baltimore. There's no, you don't do that. Like nobody does because they don't have the fucking resources. Like if you go on vacation to Florida, you love you. You know. It's like, but like, I don't know, man. Like. Going to Europe and shit like that It's like, it's like out And you can You can do some shit You know Let me tell you this My cousin and I grew up on the Like grew up tight 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 Like Tight like, like I know everything about her She knows everything about me Like Probably like The only person that saw my sister That I'm like tight with Like ass tight And Like she's like, like I said You know how I live with train stop Right there Like mm-hmm. like I live in that train stop She lives like the one after that You know what I mean So let's say she was trying to go to 1720 Or like to downtown or whatever She gets on She gets on train like Just like Two minutes before, like after I do, you know what I mean? Mm. Exactly. And she like I, I see the way she grew up, and I'm like, damn, like like the way she is now, like you know what I mean? She just has a girlfriend, doesn't leave the house, works, you know, probably goes out on the weekend to eat. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I'm like, damn, like I'm out here, like you know what I mean, like doing all this cool shit, like not that like I'm trying to say like I'm fucking cool, but like I feel like I, I'm like I like I think I, I see how like I'm grateful for this, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm like fucking, I might go to like some place in Venice, some place in. Fucking Highland Park someplace like or like especially when we didn't have a car or, or like like I'm like walking in the middle of fucking like I don't know like uh, I don't know you know what I mean walking in the fucking like crossing a bridge to get to the venue because the train leaves you there yeah you know what I mean like it's like it's kind of like it gives you excitement it gives you hope and it makes you want to do more shit you know what I mean yeah. I think also like the set of tools there's like a DIY set of tools that comes with punk rock hardcore underground music and like doing what you're doing right now it's like most kids aren't gonna start a podcast most young people you know like most young people aren't gonna like make a zine they're not gonna like book a show they're not gonna do this and like I did a lot of that stuff when I was young and like taught me okay there's steps to doing things like I wanna get something done if I wanna book a show I gotta get the venue I gotta do this I gotta do this and it's simple business tools that the average person will literally go their whole life and never utilize or learn learn from that like as an adult I'm like okay that's simple shit everything that I do in life I'm like oh this comes back to when I was 15 and we went on tour and the, and the tire broke in the van like I learned all my life's lessons through yeah. music and like it's all the tools that I have you know and like I apply I do like you know a little bit of different stuff than hardcore stuff and like apply that and try to apply a DIY mentality to everything but 
it's like, I don't know, man, you see people all over doing really cool stuff. Um, like, from this world, they go on to do cool shit. Um, the first person possibly makes just goes thinking about it, but Julian Berman, the photographer. He's like a really successful, really good photographer. And uh, it's funny, we were talking about, you know, the, the mosh pit and getting beat up. Yeah. And that's funny transition. I was just thinking about when Soul Search played here mm-hmm. and Julian just hauled off and was whooping my ass. It's like swinging into the pit. And he's like a little kid then, you know? Yeah. Like punched me in the face like three times. He was like a child. That was like a man. And I was like, I was so pumped. I was like, yeah. damn, that's sick, dude. He's just getting off right now. Like he's like, this kid needs to get off right now. And I think, you know, through DIY, he learned a lot of tools and to see how he utilizes that now. You look at Julian from Stray Rats, that company, Stray Rats, mm-hmm. streetwear brand. It's like, he's a, a punk kid who booked shows and made I shirts DIY and shit. Yeah, he's like, I love Stray Rats. I know that's cool. Stray that makes me like even more. He plays, I don't know if he still does, but he was playing in a hardcore band and uh, they're pretty lit. I don't know if it I mean, Lee's a great example. Dude, Dude, like we went to that battle and guessing, it feels like like you see people that like, you know, you kind of went to high school with them. Like, and you told me earlier, like he lived in a band. I mean, like, I don't know from trash talk, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I care about. Like, you know what I mean? I don't care about like, you know what I mean? I mean, not, you know, not trying to diss him or anything, but you know what I mean? It's like, I care about like the punk shit. And, like, now it's crazy. Like these normal kids are like wearing like Babylon guests and playing like fucking what? Like, Dude, I see kids seventy dollars. Like I see kids around here all the time wearing bad. It kills me. There's a kid working on his car the other day, or like a couple months ago, and I was and a horn was going off, and I was like, "Yo, can I help you? Do you need anything? Like, do you need?" Because it was going off for like an hour. You know, the horn's going off. Yeah. And he was and he's wearing a Babylon shirt, and I was like, "Damn, that's just lit." There's like the kid across the street working on your car, and uh, I was like trying to take him to see if he needed to get rides to auto shop or something. But I see that shit everywhere. It's like young kids skating. And this is a huge thing for me is like growing up like skateboarding was like a white thing. Like if you skated with a white boy, you know? Mm. Like I'm not black friends would ride my skateboard, but I like skated to their house and I was like, yo, it wasn't gonna do on skateboard, it was like weird to them. Like it was like culturally weird, you know? Yeah. And it's like now it's like I don't think it could be further it doesn't belong to anybody. It's such a it's like the like the one of the coolest things I've ever seen in bringing people from all Everybody loves it. Everybody wants to go on skateboard and fucking do a kickflip, you know? There was a... I mean, there's icons from... Yeah, like, you're right. Like, there's fucking Andrew Reynolds. And then there's, like, um... Fuck, I heard her name. But... A transgender woman. You know what I mean? Like, cool, like... Like, oh, uh, yeah. I forgot her name. Uh, there's, like, a handful of, like, really good transgender... Like, she's, like, big, though. Like, yeah, she's yeah. big. Like, starting her own, like, skateboard com- company. Started her own skate video. Like, it's crazy. And then there's, like... I think there was, like, a Native American woman from, I think, Mexico... Like you know what I mean, like 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 um, with like like you know dreads like those the the dresses like the Mexican dresses mm-hmm. like fucking doing kickflip. That's sick. Like I'm like holy shit! Like I didn't know this fucking like like yeah. concrete dirt like in I mean concrete in fucking that part of Mexico like. Dude, it's, it's cool for me, and, and like I don't, I don't know who's maybe it's a like California thing, or maybe it's like more of a 2021 thing, like more something more modern thing. The internet. But it's cool to see the internet. Yeah, it's like it's just skateboarding for everybody now, and like. There's nobody telling you otherwise. And for me personally, just seeing Babylon and the way that they've, like, pushed it. They, like, for no other reason than the love of skateboarding and the love of community. Like, yeah. I've, like, I went to this one event at Babylon, and I caught this little kid stealing shirts out of their bag. And I was like, hey, hold up. Like, can't do that, you know? So I went to Lee, and I'm like, hey, little kid stealing shirts. Like, should we? He's like, let him have them, you know? I'm like, 
but you need them have them. That shit costs money. Like that, like they they make nice stuff. You need like a handful of shit. And he's like, who fucking cares? He's like, he probably doesn't have a whole lot going on. This means the world to him. Now he's got the shirt and he's a part of the team. So fuck it. Like, get him, let him get the shirt. I'm getting some balance tomorrow. Yeah. What's that? I'm getting some balance tomorrow. I'm getting paid, so let's go. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I think like it's so cool to see how much Babylon. I think maybe because I'm close to it. Like it seems to me like I think it's such an influential thing. It is. Like, I was talking to Lisa about it. But. I was talking to Lisa about it. Some high school kids. I remember like there's a lot of kids in the street group, but not really like no, no. Mm. Those two that were like Lee, like you know they. Like I'm like I'm like oh you need Lee, you know Lee like he's in, you know they like trash talking like who the fuck what the fuck is that oh yeah I'm like this is crazy like like to me and especially in high school I really know much about Babylon they knew him as a streetwear icon you know what I mean or like I guess so you, you, like best way to put it and I was like like oh like I they like I I had overheard like them talking about Lee and I was like oh like trash talk you guys fuck with trash talk yeah they're like oh no like Babylon like you know what I mean like look at his post and shit I was like the fuck like <laughs> I was like this is like. I don't know, but I mean, it's pretty cool, I guess. Like, it's crazy, and it's definitely. I think to most of the world, it's crazy because trash talk was so um, definitive at the time and so extreme, and like, they it was like the craziest live band for a long time. Like, nobody was doing that shit, you know. And like, you never knew what was gonna happen. Like, you post a trash talk show, and sh- some weird shit was gonna happen. Some shit was gonna get fucked up. So my car gonna get flipped or something crazy, you know? Like, no. Uh, so that was like, I don't know. That's. It's always gonna be trash talk lead to me, you know. Yeah. But uh, there's so many young people that they've influenced, and it's like that's Babylon, lead. You know, it's. it's I mean, cool. yeah, like, like it's weird to say because, like, you told me earlier, like, I guess not to like go too much on Babylon, but like you told me earlier that they were like you know homeless in, in a band and everything. I'm like, damn, like I saw Leah like last time at Hollywood. I was skating, uh, like to buy a shirt, and then like I see him, and I was like, I was about to say what's up, but I was like, yeah. he was with that, uh, I think. Uh, Nick, I think that's what uh, or Nick, Nack, some, some shit like that, some, some skateboarder. Okay. And I was like, gonna say what's up. I was like, ah, oh, like, okay. Nakel? Uh, Nakel, there you go, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and I was like, kind of shy. I was like, yeah, never mind. Oh, like, okay. I was like, like, you know, it's one of those things where, like, like, he still was that at some point that kid, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of weird that like, he's going to, like, this fancy Hollywood restaurant. Like, I'm like, it's just crazy. It's the way how, you know, you never know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where you're gonna become, you know what I mean? Like, the wheel, the wheels turn. You know what I mean. Yeah. Which is not not, not a bad thing. You know what I mean. Like. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean. Who who's who who is to say that you were like, you know, like like you said you were like in this this like uh, kid from like in a Poland neighbor in a Polish neighborhood like from Baltimore like you would have like gone to Berlin came to L A, you know what I mean play uh, got in a successful band once and then another one which I think that's the one thing about you that like people like don't like really like think about that much is that you made two men successful. Yeah. Uh, Do you ever think about that? I think. So I like, tried to make a, I had a real conscious decision like to try to keep Trapped in a Race out of Angel Dust when we started it. Yeah. So I tried to like keep it a secret that I was in the band for a long time. Like mm-hmm. we like start putting out music and we first started playing shows. Like I like would, wasn't like posting photos around or anything like that. Uh, but at some point people figured it out or whatever. But I think it's something to be said about the hardcore community and having like really supportive friends like that. I've been a, I've been a part of like a really cool, talented, supportive circle. Like. I think when I think about like the successful that I've seen in life, it's like, yeah, cause I got, I got D Fang on the kit, you know what I mean? Like I got fucking Brendan on the kit in the other band, you know? Like mm-hmm. I got fucking all these talented, brilliant minds around me, uh, like, and I think as you know, as long as I'm fortunate enough to have like a support system and people like that, then I can do special things. Uh, I think I'm, I'm, a, I'm like a definitely a, a hands-on person. I'm a doer, but one man can only do so much, you know. 
Yeah. So. Well, I mean, but like, you know how like a lot of people always say, oh, well, he was in Trapped Under Eyes, so therefore people started listening to Angel Dust. I think like Angel Dust, like now it's like it's all it's a really its own thing. Yeah. Like a lot of people, like I'm pretty sure there are kids out there, like some indie kids, like who like only like Angel Dust and don't oh, sure. know what Trapped Under Eyes, like which is like true success. Do you, you know? actually like? I I kind of was like. I thought that being the dude from Trapped in Rice would help Angel Dust, and maybe it did on some on some level, but for the most part, the feedback was not good. Like people who liked Trapped in Rice were not down with Angel Dust. Yeah. Like this shit's gay, dog. Like I'm not, you know, <laughs> I ain't with that shit. I mean, no, stay just, cold, dog. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I appreciate it from both. If, you, if you're showing me love in any regard, like you're showing me love for something I did when I was, you know, some songs we wrote when I was 20. I'm still that dude. That's that's still who I am. You know, I'm just like him later. You know, so. Yo, thank you for fucking with Stakehold. Thank you for fucking with the demo, whatever. Uh, and if somebody's like, fuck what new shit I'm doing, yo, it means the same to me. It's just fucking cool. And people are complex, you know what I mean? Like, nobody's just, like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be the guy from the Trapped Under Ice demo, 2007, and you're not gonna be that dude in 2021, you know, but... I mean, you don't want to be that dude. I don't think you... I don't want to be that dude. I mean, it's a kid. fucking sick demo, but I don't... I like, yeah. Like, I'm all, like, every time I hear it, it's always like, every time I really, really feel it, it's like some dark times. Dude, so like I don't want to like I like I don't want to be in those dark times forever. That was like a, a hugely insecure, hugely afraid, uh, kind of a victim type person, you know? Yeah. I like hung up like everything was like, like, like I was victimized by everything around me. You know what I mean? And like I mean the way you sing those lyrics, like okay, like I should I should have brought this up earlier, but the way you sing it, it's not like not like every hardcore band, like even the greatest hardcore bands have the. You know what I mean? But yours is like, like I think the the intro is like, vice. Like the way you say it, it's like, like you sound like insane. Like vice. Like sounds like you're holding on. It's like, it literally sounds like you're you you tie something up there and you pull it and it can't come off. Yeah. That's literally what I like. I, I imagine like I I like I because I'm because I work in like in the in the warehouse. But like when I, when you pull the plastic when you're wrapping around the box, uh-huh. like you when like when you're done like pull, when like you're gonna like rip it off, you kind of like stop rolling it and you just pull. Yeah. And also like I imagine that in my head like the vice like and like, it feels like a fucking TikTok video. Yeah, or like, no, no, like that. no, but like yeah, because like I was like like yeah, like I wrapped when I wrapped the boxes like the plastic around the box. You know what uh-huh. I mean? I was like pulling it. And like that shit goes in my head, like like I'm like fucking pulling it, like the plastic has to come off, yeah, like from the roll. And I was like, that's you know what I mean. You can feel like you know what I mean. Like the pain is more than just hey, I'm singing these lyrics that I really like felt through pain, and I'm just like singing to you now. Like I'm like, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. like one of, there's very few bands that still do that. Like yeah. you know even the greatest hardcore bands, even the bands I love, like don't do that sometimes. Like I think off the top of my head is you guys lead Dream. Like probably that's probably it for now, but there's other bands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. Like I don't know. Like, like, but yeah, you continue. Like you're saying, like, cause like you went from like, like what's it? Like oh man, like I love that shit. Like the what is it? Is it Heavy Thoughts or Unfinished Business? Uh, sure. Where, where it's like uh, fuck. Uh, I think I forgot who hops on, but oh the Spanish. Yeah, that's is, un- uh, Unfinished Business. That's Che, the dude who does Flat Spot Records. Yeah, it's like Mighty One's like. That's just fucking fire. Dude, but to this day, I don't know exactly what that translates to. I know he told me roughly, he was like, yo, I'm tossed. Like, that's just, that's just, okay, like, let me tell you this. That's just like, it's gonna sound fucking ghetto, but real recognize is real, and that's just some good Spanish. That's just like, like, I don't, not, not, I don't think good Spanish is a way to say it, but that's just like ghetto Spanish. You know what I mean? Like, there's oh, yeah. like standard Spanish that everybody knows, yeah. but that's just like, you know, you grew up like on a Spanish Dude, family. Che's the best. He's like, Nosotros somos más bichos. That's just fucking. So he's, he's like Puerto Rican. Yeah. And 
He's from Northern Virginia, but he moved up to Baltimore like very early. When we were homies before, he moved up to Baltimore. But he just kills me, dude, because he can't believe being in the hood. Like, it's like, he, like, was homies with all of us, but, like, I wouldn't see Che for a couple days, and you'd be like, hey, I seen Che, where he's been at? And you'd be, like, driving through the hood, and you would have seen him walking out the projects, and he has the coolest, most distinguishable walk. Like, he'd be walking real slow out the projects by himself. <laughs> like, what's up, dude? What you doing? He'd be like, I had to see my mans or something. You know, say something really cool. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, cool, you need a ride? He'd be like, oh, I'm good. He's going to go walk and uh, it's like, I don't know, he's like just uh, such a cool person. It's like, I'm really glad that he was a part of Trapped Under Ice and, and our legacy in Flat Spot is a really cool label. There's still a label and doing a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when he did that first, I, he was like, yo, let me just spit some Spanish shit. <laughs> I don't think we talked about it being Spanish at first. I think he was just like, let me spit on it. And then he went Spanish and we were like, damn, that shit's hard, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. What you say? He was like, I'm just talking about like, selling coke and fucking dudes up <laughs> and I was like okay so I think nobody's ever like sat down and been like this is what it translates into you know yeah yeah but like I mean like it's crazy because I said like I brought that up because like, it goes from something like that it's just like straight up fucking fire ass beating shit mm-hmm. to like turn off your guitar I don't know what that fucking means but like it's just fire too like you know what I mean it's just yeah. like I'm, what does that even mean turn off the guitar yeah like so, like, like yeah. kind of songs about like just being so over it mentally mm-hmm. you know like just like just you know, like, life beats you down. And for me, it's like, I got a guitar when I was six years old, and it's been my whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. And every now and then, somebody will tell me, like, I'll be playing guitar or something, like, turn that shit off, or like, can you play that? Like, she'll be like, trying to sleep, can you turn it play? And it's like the most offensive thing in the world to me, because I'm like, this is who I, like, a guitar <laughs> yeah, is yeah. who I am, first yeah. and foremost. But it's about, like, there was a day where I felt so, I was so bummed. I was like, feeling shitty, and a guitar came on, and I was like, I don't even want to hear a guitar right now. Like, I mean, that's how that's how low I feel right now, mm. and I feel like some people can relate to like people who just love music. It's like, damn, imagine being so bummed. You just want to hear a guitar right now. Fuck, I'll hear a guitar anytime, dude. I love that shit. Yeah, because that's I mean, even the way that song's written, like like even like even Angels Us itself, like even that, just thinking about that band, that project, like that sh- that that shit's like 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 on a like whole different like from like you know the beginning was more like I feel like punk pop punk like, you know what I mean like mm-hmm. radio friendly type punk like now it's like that's just like like that's just good like like I showed that thing to my cousin she was like oh shit like and my cousin nothing you know what I mean no like doesn't even know what Guns N' Roses is it mm. she was like this is pretty good like oh that's cool it sounds like I don't know it's like a very like distinguished very memorable like I don't even know how the fuck you come up with that like see I don't know man just like <laughs> just, just riffing, having fun, and being inspired by people around me, you know? Yeah, like, but I feel like I'm not even, like, being inspired by, like, it's like, like, I feel like inspired by something else, like, country or some shit, like. See, I mean, just any, everything, like, definitely there is, definitely country music, I love country music, I can't play country music, like, it's not something I'd ever attempt to play, because that's another thing that's, like, if you're playing country music, it's got to be all real, you got to be a country fool to play country music. Gotta but, be a Walmart country ass fool. Yeah, dude. But I can I can take like little pieces of country that I love and interject it in what I'm doing and like just like pop songs I grew up loving when I was a kid in the '80s. Let that shit in, and like uh, I don't know, like a, one band that I cite kind of a lot with that is Orange Juice, mm-hmm. which had a hit I think in the late '80s. Um, I think people always it's funny I always get people comparing it to Lemonheads because I like Lemonheads. Mm-hmm. But Angel just don't sound like Lemonheads. I don't know what the fuck people are talking. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're just lazy. Like, people like see you wearing a band shirt, and they're like, "Well, obviously you yeah, sound I don't like that." I mean, I, I can see it, but I don't like think you yeah. sound exactly like. Yeah, and I, and I'd be lying if I said that the Lemonheads have never influenced something I've done for sure. Like, like, but even I, I can't even take that back to the fucking Trapped Under Ice. You know what I mean? Like, 
everything should influence what you're doing. I think that's one of the problems I've seen in hardcore, which hardcore's in a different place right now. Maybe this is less of a thing now. But I would see a lot of people who were like so insular about hardcore, they would only listen to what hardcore bands were popular and then try to make that. Mm. And like, like, um, and then they say like, oh, you know, I love the Bad Brains and I love Cro-Mags and I love this and all that. And then their band sounds like that new hardcore band that's popular. And I think what separates a band like Turnstile, who's like definitely loves hardcore, they take everything they love and put it in there. You know, like I love Prince. So like there was like Prince and Trapped in the Right. So like mm. nobody's ever gonna listen to it and say it sounds like Prince. Yeah. Like, I could I could sit down and be like, this song, I stole this structural thing from this Prince song, and I took that little guitar note and I added that guitar note as like a you know, like a little cherry on top or something. It's cool when you listen to like especially like new turnstile to like I know Brendan and I know like everything he loves and I'm in the van with him when he's like playing his mix. It's just crazy to see how he somehow made that all like stuffed it all into a record. Mm-hmm. That goes to me, yeah. That turnstile record's cool. It's gonna be really sick on I love I love the whole show. I, I, I'm hopefully I, I get I'm buying some tickets from someone so like hopefully I get to go on Sunday but I've never seen Turnstile and I'm just like Oh really? And this is the thing I've been going to hardcore shows for a long time mm-hmm. like I'm gonna see Show Me The Body I love Show Me The Body tomorrow but fuck yeah, I haven't been this excited yeah. in a fucking well I, like I'm like Turnstile So wait Show Me The Body is that what show is that? It's not the one Section hate tomorrow. is it? Yeah That's tomorrow? Yeah Oh shit Are you going? Nah I wish Where's it at? 1720. Yeah. Why? I got shit I gotta take care of. I, I, we leave for tour in like a week. Oh, okay. So, okay, right let's now, briefly, I, I, that was good. I, I'm bringing you to my, uh, I guess, r- final, but like more like rapping as a. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you're like 35, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're like old, but not old. Yeah, I'm old. I'm like, I'm dirt, dude. <laughs> uh, like, no, because like in reality, you're not old. Right? I just put it together, but I'm like, like a couple months ago, I was literally twice your age. Think about that. Like, as of, like, nine months ago, I was twice your age. Well, you're going to be... You're almost twice my age by year. <laughs> yeah. So, when, when I was... When I, when, I, when I was born, you were 17. Yeah. When I was born, you were my age. When a month you, ago. When, when you were born, I was, like, jumping people, running their pockets and shit. You know? Like, yeah. Doing hood shit with my friends. <laughs> Holy shit. It's, cra- it's crazy when you think of shit like that. We went on a tour with... With uh, Result of Choice. And they're so young. Like, I like, couldn't believe... So, we started, like... We made a list of, like... Uh, well, I guess it's kind of. I think they're ranging between like eighteen and twenty-one. Holy shit! I know that. Yeah, we like made a list of things we had done in our lives before Resolve Choice was born. <laughs> There's like a list of like everybody between everybody and Angel Dust. It was like this long list of just like terrible things. I mean, like it's crazy to think that, that one day I will talk to a kid that was born right now. Yeah, that's crazy. It like, is. it sounds. I mean, like I said, like the demo was the demo when you were twenty. When you were saying, when you were fucking spitting the the fucking lyrics. Uh, 21 years paying for the mistakes that I've never made my sister was being born yeah and now she's going to high school she's like fuck I mean but like that shit makes you seem old but in reality you're not old like in the real world you're not in hardcore years you're kind of old but like (laughs) it's all fucked up oh no it's real dude that's like always a thing too I think a lot of hardcore like hardcore is like it's hard to maintain a hardcore lifestyle I don't live the hardcore lifestyle I did when I wrote that demo do you know what I'm saying like I don't like I'm not at every show spin kicks all day like can you, I'm, like, can you still mosh? I hit the pit dude I'll, I'll fuck it up but <laughs> I'm definitely more sparing with it like like I told you I've been through a lot of teeth like my like I've replaced my front teeth one of them seven times and the other one uh, will be the sixth time now that I've replaced it I'm getting that done on Friday 
but I was having like my teeth kicking on my head so many fucking times and like I had like joint pain and shit and like just get older and like I don't know I don't like it takes more for me to want to do it you know and then like when it comes to my, my life is in music and world industry like whether that's with Angel Dust Trapped in a Race Pop Wig or like even a little bit of stuff I do with other people like co-writing or writing sessions or whatever or learning production and engineering stuff like that yeah uh, so now it's at a point in my life where it's like okay I got these things coming up I gotta like bide my time and like be more strategic with it cause like for example it's like I know we got those shows coming up so it's like I have uh, some new equipment I bought that I have to like program and shit and it's like figuring that out and fucking draining it's been like killing me uh, but I have to probably tomorrow most of my day is gonna be sitting on the computer all day learning this piece of equipment that I need to use for our live show for the Angel Dust Tour um, programming that and getting it ready and then planning to get all the members here to practice and stuff like that and we're gonna practice a couple days before we leave so just getting ready for touring and then you know I got a girlfriend like uh, I owe her so much so many date nights before <laughs> before the time comes yeah. <laughs> it's balancing life it gets, it gets harder as it, as it goes on but but, like, but would you say you're like uh, much happier happier um I'm definitely the happiest place in my life that I've been straight up like that's why I say like I, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be that kid that fucking wrote the demo, the Trapped in a Race demo. But I love that little kid. I sympathize with him, and I, I know everything he's been through. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I also know how, how much better his life could be if he lets it happen, and you know, so. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It's like, one scary thing is I don't have, like, a 9-to-5 job. And I'm very, I love it. I'm, I'm fortunate that I don't have a 9-to-5 job. That's but so crazy. instead what I got is, like, a fucking, a 12, a 12 a.m., or 12, I guess it would be 12 p.m. When I, when I finally get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> I got like a 12 p.m. to a 4 a.m. job where I'm just like, I wake up and I start writing music and start planning stuff and calling this person to order this and doing this mm. and doing this, ordering records, doing that's this. That's fucking better. Like, that's better than fucking it, breaking your back. Like, it's cool to do it on your own terms. Yeah. And I, like, it's funny because I, I remember being a kid and being like, I don't want to do construction because I don't want to fuck my body up. I, used to, I did construction, like, went to school for like, it's like weird to go to school for, but I like went to school, for, like a vocational technical high school to learn and uh, to, to learn and get uh, certified in different construction trades. Jeez. So I did like plumbing for a little bit and then I did like a mechanical contractor for a little while and I was like, I don't want to do this so hard on my body. And then years later, it's like really spin kicking, jumping off stage, sleeping on floors. It's been like way harder on my body. I should like, <laughs> I'd probably be much better off physically if I was doing construction. Probably have a lot more money too, but I wouldn't be happy. I'd be miserable. You know, probably be a no. fucking drug addict and like, a lot of kids I grew up with are just like, you know, uh, Maryland is, or Baltimore is like a working class city. It's like a lot of, a lot of trade stuff happening and like. Like town shit? Uh, what's that? Like town shit? Like yeah, town like, lifestyle. Yeah, like it's like building, like a lot of people I know do construction or like the steel mill was a big thing. I don't think the steel mill still exists, but like traditionally like Baltimore was like this GM plant, yeah. uh, can company, just like factory work and and trade work uh and i know a lot of people who get involved with that and they're just not happy and you know people like us who have the desire to do creative things you just gotta get the fuck out you gotta like go see some shit and yeah like i'm like i can't get it out like like uh this is another kid who like is my age like who who's like yeah like my 20 or some shit he's like well like not my age but like similar and he's like the only like every other dude like every other like pretty much everybody like not to sound like oh i'm special or anything but like every other dude is like 
it's like uh, what's the word like oh yeah I'm going home and like, I'll watch TV and like go to sleep or like yeah. I'll like, play some video games and like that or like hit the pen and go to sleep Yeah. and I'm like oh shit I'm gonna like interview fucking this band I fucking really love since like yeah. you know what I mean like, when you hit me up like I was like I think I was like I was like rapping with the fucking plastic and I was gonna go text her and I was like and I was just I was like rapping like I was like in the fucking warehouse and I was like and I go on Instagram and I was just like oh shit like Jess says like let's do it today I was like you know what I mean like it's better than like, I'm going to go home and you want know, to hit the pen and watch some movies and go to sleep. That's cool, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate you hit me up about too, because like, I think one thing when you're like a real busy person, I think people always like, and I don't, you didn't come from this, that's why I appreciate it. <laughs> I think a lot of people think you're bullshitting, so it'll be like, oh, he's just bullshitting, he don't want to do it. But for me, it's like, I want to do as much as I can. Like, I want to do, this is cool shit. This is like cooler to me than fucking, you know, like, like if you get like the cool ad space in the magazine or whatever that kind of shit <laughs> it's like shit that people like real human beings are doing out of love and real human beings are going to receive out of love you mm-hmm. know that's the coolest shit in the world to me but also at the same time like it's always got hella shit going on so it's cool that like you know I mean you kept the dialogue going until we got it figured out so I appreciate that shit yeah yeah I mean like yeah I was like I told her I was like holy shit like, I'm interviewing this this dude who, like I've listened to Angel Dust since like fucking forever and, I'll, and then on top of that, like, what you, I think you told me, like, I think one of the, day, the DM before we actually did it, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go fly out or something. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm, like, interacting with some dude who, like, because, you know, to me, I've never left fucking California. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've never left California. And, like, a lot of, and you know what I mean? I'm, like, talking to this. You know what I mean? Like, the way shit interacts and just through hardcore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. through the power of hardcore, as corny as it sounds, I guess. Dude, it's cool. And if, and if you, I mean, like, obviously right now is a weird time. But it's like, if you want to, if you want to like go travel and see shit, if y'all want to like go fly to fucking the East Coast, there's so many people who are gonna like help facilitate that. Like it's like a whole built-in system of people who's like, I don't know, like you might not have the most thing, most in common with a fucking, what's a kid from Baltimore, but there's something. There's something in common or else you wouldn't be into what y'all are into. Yeah. And then when you find out what that is, like once you know, like when you show up in Baltimore, you like make these friends that you're gonna have for life. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. meeting Trash Talk, meeting Alpha and Omega. It's like those are some of my closest friends in the world to this day. Like meeting Franz in Ohio. It's like a young kid who's like mm-hmm. kind of a bad young kid and like just got in a van. That's like one of my best friends forever. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like you make some of the best friendships in your life that way. And it doesn't hurt that it sh- shows you a little bit of the world and an alternative perspective. You know? Like, yeah. I think the world would be a better place if everybody just left their city a little bit. And mm. I need to leave LA sometime soon. I won't. I don't want to leave ever forever. I don't ever want to like. Oh, you leave. don't want to leave? Leave? Nah, you want to come LA. back for sure. Bro. Yeah. No, like I don't even want to like. I want to like go visit places. I don't want to like move out of LA. Yeah. I would love LA too much. See, my my joke has been for a while that like, if I was born in LA, trapped in a race would never happen like that because somebody had been like, hey, you want to do this tour? And I would have did one tour. I'd have been like, I'm not, I ain't fucking leaving LA. Mm, yeah. I, especially when I'm not getting paid or nothing. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? That's crazy, but, yeah. Like, being a kid from Baltimore, somebody's like, hey, you want to leave? I'm like, hell yeah, what's, let's go. What am I sleeping on floors? <laughs> yeah. I'm sleeping in the van? Let's go. I'm down, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but right. it's definitely an opportunity. That, you know, LA's the best. It really is. Um, it's like hard to debate that. Like, I've seen the United States fucking. 30 times at least you know like oh, toward yeah. the US 30 times at least I don't think there's much of the US that I've missed and at the end of the day it's like really this is the place that feels the best all year round the weather's good the food's good people have a different mentality here that's special mm-hmm. um, but that's not to say like I'm Baltimore that's like who I am that's where I'm from Yeah. and like I can't take that out of me and it's like I'll go to, I'll go home to visit 
And it's funny because I'll be like, oh man, I'll miss it. And then I'll, I'll start turning Baltimore. I'll start like getting Baltimore like, mad about some little shit that I shouldn't be mad about normally, <laughs> you know? Like, shit starts, your mentality starts changing. Uh, but it's also being from there, like, you know, it's like, I've seen, I know everything about it. I know all the hidden gems. I always tell people, I'm like, I could take you to Baltimore for like two days probably. I can make it seem like the best city in the world. Mm-hmm. But then after that two days, I'm be like, we did it. We already did it all. So. <laughs> Shit, LA would take fucking years to. Yeah, LA. I've been here six years and I haven't seen shit. Like I like hardly scratched the surface of LA. It's crazy. Damn. You haven't been in South Central? Yeah, a little bit. Like not to hang out really, but yeah, I got some homies down there, stuff like that, and been through for various reasons. But it's cool. I think one thing that's so significant about Los Angeles is like neighborhood to neighborhood culturally things are so much different. Yeah. Like when you get to South Central, it's like so many lowriders. Yeah, I mean it's more like Whittier now in East LA. Like South Central's really? not under lowriders no more. Really? So, like, like also there's like I mean one thing everybody knows though there's not a lot of black people in South Central no more. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Gen- gentrification is coming through, and soon Mexicans. They gentrified South Central, bro. You can't do yeah, that. I mean it's not, it's not fully gentrified yet, but soon Mexicans will be out too. Damn, dude. Yeah. So like we're like, yeah, well that's a whole another episode, but yeah like it's kind of it's getting like. Echo, uh, Echo, Echo Park? Echo Park used to be hella fucking beaner. Yeah. And now it's like white ass. Yeah, those are hella gangs. Like It's weird because there is still gangs in Echo Park. And there's like random white people doing random white people shit. Yeah. And I'll be like, I see them. I'll be seeing them people. I'm like, just just keep in mind where you are. You know what I mean? Like, I see it here too. Like, there was this dude, there's a dude across the street who's just like, I'm not fucking with this dude. He's crazy. And this white girl's walking by with her dog. And he, this dude could, like, it's not his house. It's like apartment buildings over there. There's all these dogs in the yard, and they came out, and they were, like, chasing her dog and barking at it. So she's, like, she picks her little dog up, and the guy comes out, like, she heard a commotion, and she turns towards this dude who's just, who's just a hood dude, you know? And she's, like, get your fucking dog, dude. Like, I don't play that shit, bitch. Like, she's, like, trying to talk sassy to him. And I'd be, like, yo, you have no idea who you're talking to or where you are. Like, this, this neighborhood was not about that shit, and this dude is clearly from, the, he's from the neighborhood. You know, I, I would not talk to that dude like that. I don't think he would think twice to come beat you up right now. But you know what's the sad part is that a lot of these dudes, yeah, I'm not trying to say they're not tough or not. I'm not, I'm not saying specifically this area, but a lot of these dudes who, like, say, like, Highland Park, Echo Park, Venice, like, yeah, they, they're probably dudes who, like, probably were from that time where their parents were. Yeah. But, like, they're not really part of a gang. Yeah, they might be tough dudes who might beat your ass or whatever. Yeah. But they're not really, like, they're, like, who are you going to beef it with? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, you know what I mean? I'm trying to say, like, like, there are certain gang areas where, like, yeah, like, there is the rival. You guys, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's there's this gang, and you have a rival, and you better not act like shit because then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you like you don't know what I'm trying to say? Like, but, like, there's a lot of those so-called, like, man, it's not like a dig, but, like, yeah, there's, like, I've seen fucking, like, other people say, like, losers, you know what I mean? Who, like, they, <laughs> who, like, they're just, like, yeah, they're, they, like, I'm not trying to say they're not, like, tough dudes and, like, you know what I mean? But, yeah. like, they're not really, like, they're just doing... They're glorifying an era where it yeah, doesn't exist anymore. They don't have shit to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, now you see that. I, see, I know what you mean. Like, like in reality, like, you know what I mean? There's probably, like, no actual gang that's doing shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. probably... There's definitely dudes banging around here, but I, there's a lot of that. See, I know what you mean. Like, they're just, like, they're, like, like you know, they're just looking out for trouble because they have no shit to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of that. And, like, and they just use the excuse that, like, at some point, yeah. At some point, yeah. But now you got, like, pulled the tote bags and, like... Doc Martens and a fucking vintage Rolling Stone shirt. Yeah, it's like, like who you beefing, dude? Like, yeah, like, what, what, okay, cool, like, you're gonna beat their ass, like, cool, like, yeah. it's just probably from, like, you know, with, like, Virginia, like, you know what I mean? Fucking, I don't know, like, like, gag and... It's crazy, it was like, uh, when I moved to this neighborhood, it was 
mostly brown people. It was like very, I think me and Lee were like the only white people that I would see regularly at least, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's crazy, like went on a tour and came back. There's like a new barber shop and a new coffee shop on this block. Yeah. And then I like went on tour and came back. Coffee shop like, is the the staple dude, of gentrification. It's like we're gentrifying this place. So. There's the there's a coffee shop, and then one other thing I realized is barbershop hybrids, like barbershop record store, barbershop coffee oh, yeah. shop, like, barbershop thrift store, like all in one. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Or it's like a coffee shop thrift store. Like they like what, mixing the. Once you got a vintage store, you're that's it. Like you're officially gentrified. Yeah, that's yeah. a stamp. You're gentrified. Um, it got real crazy. I thought I was like, this shit's gonna be, it's like toast, but I almost feel like COVID scared away a lot of white people and now it's like a little more high in the park and I kind of like that mm. you know like I, I like I, I like when I moved here like I like the state that's what it was it was cool you know like yeah. Uh, I mean definitely it's prices are through the roof and like it's a lot of homeless people and shit that what's crazy is like in a city like Baltimore if, there's, if it's like homeless people usually their lifestyle is pretty crazy and like they did like they're, they're, they like end up homeless you know what I mean not always but it's, it's a pretty common narrative here it's like I've met people who are just like oh I just can't pay my bills they're like homeless and they look normal you know like look like you know dressed like everybody else but like just can't pay my I can't pay my rent it's like damn I feel you like I live in a living room dude like I like, it's hard and I'm not even from here but like there's people from here who live and grew up here and like I don't know I've seen like families of homeless people that are just like the regular working class people who got displaced from their homes. It's dark. Hell, yeah, I mean. But yeah, I guess to wrap this up, uh, we haven't actually done this shit like, fuck, I, I, I haven't, I don't remember the last episode we did, it's probably like five, six episodes ago, but this or that. Oh, this or that. Okay. Yeah. So you, you're ready for just a lightning round? But actually before that, uh, do you want to talk shit about something? About somebody? Anything. No, about something, somebody's, you can name someone uh, specific. I don't know. So called beef hour. Damn, I feel like a couple years ago I would I could have went in, but I was like I don't know I don't really I don't really have something much, anything much it could be a, right anything that's like a politician to like a certain person you know a certain band a certain Shit, thing man a certain food place a certain type of people uh. A sports team uh, I wish I wish I had some juicy goods You know I just like Don't really have any Any resentment To anybody right now You know yeah. Really Yeah Now one thing if if, 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 if 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 there's a guy And he came in And he's like Hey Justice We're gonna give you a I mean you we could know, do you, you could do one bad thing To one person you like yeah. or, or one thing so, would, I hate pandering Like I don't wanna be like The person pandering Some things I'd be for Are like the most obvious things Yeah And I don't wanna be like The dude pandering Be like fuck Donald Trump We all hate Donald Trump Like I, well, we, we all should hate Donald Trump I, think I mean he's already be, Like that's already like But like, it's already gone You know yeah. he's like Alright it's not even a thing anymore I mean yeah fuck the police For sure I'm always I, I fuck with that And I feel like most people Get that at this point I, w- I want to shout out Mexi Mike though because he's the first person I've ever met that was like fuck the police like I remember I met this man when I was so young and like that might have been the first thing he said to me like what's up I'm like fuck the police you know <laughs> that's just like he's always been that yeah dude. fuck the police guy <laughs> I've always been like yeah I don't really care about police like they don't bother me like but like whatever you know and then as I've gotten older and seen more of the world I'm like damn police are fucked up and there's so many times when I see like the world like there's like these opening experiences where somebody gets killed by the police and people are like hold up police and it's always Mike I always, I'm always around Mike at that time he's like yeah I'm trying to tell y'all like the police are you know like the police side yeah he's been waving that flag for so long yeah yeah but yeah I don't know I, I guess like I'd I beef the same typical shit you know what I mean like 
I don't, I don't know. I'm always really precautious about pandering. I think it's, I think a lot of white dudes do this shit where like, <laughs> they like to get on stage or like to get behind a microphone and be like, yo, like, fuck. And they say the most obvious thing, like, fuck creepy dudes. It's like, yeah, we don't, nobody fucks, nobody likes oh, creepy right. dudes. It's not a thing that we like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously there's creepy dudes out there and, and it needs to be, you know, needs yeah, to be pointed like, out. But it's pretty obvious. Yeah, it's yeah. like, to state the obvious. Like, fuck racism. It's like, yeah, fuck racism, duh. Like, it should be duh, but then again, so I feel like I know what you're talking shit. about. There's a band out there that does that, like, and they're like, like, dude. I think that's like a lot of just like. I'll tell, I'll tell you. After, a lot yeah. of successful artists in general, like I, just, I'm like, but then again, it's a thin line because like, fuck it, man. Like, people do need to be reminded that shit's real and it's relevant, and you know, what I mean, like the, the the common goal has to be spoken sometimes, you know. You know what I don't hear a lot of people Fuck ice Like I, I don't hear that a lot Like Fuck ice dude Yeah, yeah. like Where the fucking yeah, man even, even my fucking fellow beaners Like yeah. I don't hear that shit often Like I like I, I, Like okay Fuck the police merch is cool But like fuck ice Can we get some merch Like Like you know what I mean like, am, am I gonna have to be the first person That does this Like Andy from Praise You know band Praise No I didn't um, It's a band Daniel Fang plays drums from It's a Baltimore band Yeah He made these shirts That said fuck ice Fuck ice Something something Raise a bunch of money gave it away to I think it was specifically to mothers of, of families yeah. that have you know uh, have suffered from ice and I was so surprised like and there's these like telling moments where like again like I don't like pandering but I do think that the common thread has to happen sometimes uh, Gut Instinct the Baltimore band said this that I always love where it says gotta take a stand and stomp out every bit of doubt like, sometimes you just got to make your politics clear. Like, I'm a fucking Aryan-looking white dude. Like, I got tattoos, and I'm Polish. Like, I look like like a fucking, like, third right, you know, I'm a Hitler, <laughs> Hitler's army, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, maybe I do, like, I'm, I, I, I want, I think that hardcore and punk should be a place where it's, like, should be clear. If you're down with us, and you're down with all of us, and you're down with the movement, you know what I mean? Yeah. But some people aren't. So, I posted the ice shirt. Cause I was fucking proud I'm like proud of my homies Doing something cool And I like I just get psyched Seeing people do cool shit I like the fucking shirt I thought it was cool And there was like Actually people who Were like Fuck this You know It's like mainly like White dudes named Chad From the middle of America You know Yeah And it's no diss against People named Chad My best friend's name is Chad And fuck it You know whatever But like it's, Or people from middle America or Whatever I got best friends From middle America But It's so disappointing to th- And I'm like What about me Makes you think that, yeah. I would I would think anything other than fuck ice, you know. Travis from Varials, because you know how Varials is more like on that metalcore, like like the modern deathcore metalcore, like mm-hmm. Carnifex, Spy, Lone Shore scene. Like even though they're, I think they're more hardcore though. Well, they were more hardcore. Like he was like Black Lives Matter and all that stuff during the movement, and like all those like white like rich like kids that are into deathcore metalcore. Um, that like slaughtered to prevail and all that shit was like, oh, like this shit, you're fucking stupid, like you're not even black. Like, you shouldn't support, like, and I'm like, and I was, like, kind of, I'm like, damn, I was in that fucking, like, I would go to those shows, like, I would go see Varials counterparts and all that shit, and I'm like, like, kids don't like that shit. I mean, like, fuck, I, it's like, this is gonna sound crazy, this is gonna sound super fucked up, but I've thought about it, I'm like, damn, if I had, like, three wishes, my first wish would it be for World Peace, it'd be for, like, every ice, every ice agent to burn, like, <laughs> burn, like, I wish that before World Peace, yeah. and that's not much, I just fucking hate I just fuck like a cop like a cop I can like as much as I don't support it and I hate them like I could see why some dude gets brainwashed into like you know back to blue and blah 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 but I'm like ice like really like 
And yeah. I fucking like, I just like, man, like if I ever, if I, someone told me one time, if someone ever tells me like I'm a nice officer, like, even if they're not do that, I'd probably stab him. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'd probably stab him. I'd probably like kill them or like, yeah. I would, like, and I'm like, I'm dead serious. Dude, it's strange. Like, so Baltimore is like, and Maryland is a more liberal state. Like it's, it's a blue state always, but there are like people on the right side and like working in construction, you get to meet a lot of them, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because I remember that conversation coming up where fools talk about like, oh yeah, like this is like pre-build the wall. This is like years and years ago. It's like, I was like 20 at the time. So we're talking almost 15 years ago. Uh, was that shit Pete Wilson at the time or the, remember Pete Wilson? Who's Pete Wilson? Yeah. Oh shit, man. He, uh, this is, it's like the old Donald Trump. He wanted to be president. And he was like, oh, oh really? starts a race war. Brujeria has a song like that. Yeah. That's dark. No, but yeah, go ahead. I was just wondering. Uh, well, this is like, you would hear from like construction fools where they'd be like, oh yeah, they're taking their jobs and shit. And it'd be crazy because I'd be like, where are they? Like, we're on the job site right now. Who's taking your job? No, you got a job. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but it's, it's strange. Like I said, like it's, a, it's definitely more left-leaning. It's always a blue state, but uh, those people exist there. And yeah. Again, sometimes you got to have that conversation. You got to fucking stomp out every bit of doubt that people know you're I mean if anyone's listening I, I highly doubt anyone's listening that's like hella fucking racist which is that'd be crazy that'd be kind of funny <laughs> that'd be fucking funny but like I mean like like I said like the warehouse jobs they, they accept people who they know their socials are fake because they know people don't want to work those jobs yeah you know what I mean the reason I'm working at a warehouse is be, and like I shouldn't be because you know mm. like it's because like it's like no white dude in LA wants to work in that job yeah no one and there are else, or else I'm pretty sure they would be like, hey, your socials, you know what I mean, not real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's plain and simple. The facts are there. You know what I mean? You want to argue that there's a reason why they accept it? Like, that's it. Yo, yeah, it's like the same people who complain about that shit, that like, you know, people taking jobs or whatever. It's the same people when they want to get work done on their house, they go to Home Depot and, and find some people to work for them oh, because yeah. they know they can get away paying them less or whatever. And it's people who like do good work. Like my homie that lives in the yard. It's like the homeless who lives in the yard. Uh, houseless person uh, he's like the homie and he works and his construction is a great job uh, I'm not sure of his legal status mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like something that I never wouldn't normally bring that up with anybody you know what I mean yeah. like, uh, but like I know he has a drinking problem but I wonder what's the I don't know what's 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 a symptom and what's the, the more of the cause of his houselessness you know is it really good person he's like so it's it, I think it was like kind of like takes people takes people uh, like off guard when I'm like oh the dude that lives in the yard because there's, there's a dude that lives in our yard <laughs> and he's like I don't know he's like the homie everybody loves him at the house and mm-hmm. it's not weird he like looks out for us and stuff like that it's like, but but yeah I mean yeah basically ever, ever since I started working in this warehouse I understand systemic racism like he's what I learned and I use like where I'm actually at I'm like okay I get this like I get why there's ghettos of black and brown people. They yeah. don't want them going on doing, like, you know what I mean, all this shit, knowing about all this shit. The freeways are not really that close. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we learn all this shit, but I guess we, that's, I guess we feel like, go all hours. I could talk about hours of, like, yeah. but yeah. All right, let's do it this year then, like, wrap this up. All right. You ready? Yeah. Orange soda or Coke? Coke. I'm like a Coke addict. Really? Yes, yeah, probably. Coke is, all, I, I, for some reason, like, as a kid, it didn't, I like it, but now it's, like, kind of triggers something in my brain that I love Coke. Yeah. Coke is fucking amazing. Yeah, I've been doing Coke Zero a little bit recently, but I'm trying to get too crazy with them. Yeah. I've also limited myself to one soda a day now, so it's like one soda a day. One day, Coke Zero the next day, Diet Coke the next day. And you drink day. soda every day? 
Like, yeah. Holy shit. Dude, I used to, like, be a problem, like, a lot of sodas every day. Holy shit. That's kind of bad. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty bad. Um, that's my worst habit, for sure. Uh, fucking anti-hero or baker? Ooh. I guess Baker, honestly. I think nothing beats Baker and skateboarding. Okay, yeah. many some things, but I love Baker. Yeah. Uh, fucking Slayer Metallica. Metallica. I, I love Slayer. I didn't find Slayer until I was a little older. Metallica's like the first music that... The first album I've ever owned in my life was Injustice for All. And it's like sculpted so much of what I'm going to do in, in my life. And the name Trapped Under Ice is like a Metallica yeah. reference. Do you name it after Metallica? We, we did it on purpose. Like, like I think, I, if I remember correctly, we kind of were like, yo, let's call it Trapped in the Rice. And we saw it up on a flyer later, and then it, like, clicked in somebody's head. And so I brought it up, like, yeah. we're like, oh, shit. Well, we do love Metallica, so, <laughs> you know? All right. Uh, death or obituary? Um, obituary. I don't really know a whole lot of death. Really? Um, I started diving a little more recently. Brad from Trapped in the Rice has been selling, selling me on on death that so is sick I kind of fell off I gotta get back on the death train though I, I can't believe you haven't really listened to death that's kind of yeah, I think that's it was a, like three years ago I was the first time I listened to death straight up damn as a songwriter I feel like that's a yeah that's, that's like cool a, yeah I think at the time I was like this is some old ass shit and it's gonna sound like whack <laughs> no death is know. death is amazing alright uh shit I had one in my oh Fury of Five or Billy Club Fury of Five or Billy Club oh my god so that's that's a crazy question because I, I love both those bands so much but definitely Fury of Five over almost everything so one, of my, one of my favorite hardcore bands of all time really? straight up yeah um, but Billy Club is incredible and one of the more influential bands on Trapped Under Ice that I don't think people recognize like definitely I, I kind of see it yeah, yeah. Ga- they've gassed us up definitely like seeing them live a couple times yeah. we like go home we're like <laughs> we need to be more like Billy Club <laughs> alright uh Max or Judge Chromax for sure Chromax yeah Bad Brains or Minor Threat uh, Bad Brains probably one of my favorite the definitely top it's probably my second favorite band of all time okay. Old Dirty Bastard or Big L Old Dirty Bastard Old Dirty Bastard sick. I love Big L but Old Dirty Bastard like his the, his 36 Chambers solo album is the first hip hop album I've ever owned yeah even though it's like it's not like by any means like uh Typical hip hop or rapping, yeah. Uh, something about it just grabbed me when I was a kid. It's like listening to an actual uh, schizophrenic person's brain or something. Yeah, it's so special. I recently found out he died from crack. Oh, really? Uh, I complications, I'd imagine. Uh, I don't know. That's what that's what's the name? Uh, Taylor from Player Card told me, but I'm not sure if that's that's actually yeah. true. I still remember he. Yeah, he was a crazy so guy. So long. I remember I was like actually emotional about it when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's I love old Diggy Bastard. Um, it's crazy when you're a kid and like like certain celebrities and artists are like such a part of your life. Maybe it's a little bit less like that now because yeah. there's so much. Yeah. But like when Chris Farley died, he was like one of three funny people on TV, you know. And mm-hmm. I was like, I cried when Chris Farley died. When Kurt Cobain died, I was a mess, dude. I was like, <laughs> I was like in elementary school crying and shit. <laughs> I mean, who? I mean, who, I mean, real quick, who's it's like like who? If someone who dies tomorrow, where do you get upset? Like super Dude, I had a dream that Iggy Pop died about a year ago I dreamed that Iggy Pop died and I woke up crying and I couldn't stop <laughs> I was so upset over it dude and I was like it was like for like a week I was depressed because I was like he's gonna die at some point and I can't live with that <laughs> I think the only person that would make me like fucking lose my mind is Vicente Fernandez or Ozzy Osbourne how's Ozzy Osbourne still alive yeah but I feel like with the day he dies I was just probably like I would cry like 
every day. Myself to sleep. How probably. old is he, dude? It's like 80 or some shit. He rocks, dude. He's fucking so cool. Yeah. Everything he's done, I don't know about everything, but most everything he's done has been fucking sick, dude. Yeah. Like Black Sabbath. You know Mexi cool. doesn't like Ozzy Osbourne? Really? Like Black he, Sabbath? He has some like weird hot takes that you don't expect like that. I would expect him to love Black Sabbath, but... He, he hates Black Sabbath. Huh. It's yeah. weird. I heard him. I was like, how, how do you hate Black Sabbath? But... I'm texting about that, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got no, dude. All right, let's do, let's do three more. Napalm Death or Carcass? Classic. Carcass. I, I do love Napalm Death, but Carcass was just like introduced to me. Hmm early and got me into the idea of like some metallic guitar stuff i'm kind of like a poser about metal i like metal mm. but i like try i intentionally made it a point to not get too deep because of hardcore and punk i got too deep and like it ruined a lot of things for me you mm. know what i'm saying with metal i like just be like a fan like just i want to have my mind blown and i don't want to know too much i don't want to know i don't want to meet everybody and all that shit you know mm. but carcass was like one of the bands that i was like oh i want to do some of this shit on the hardcore song you know i was yeah. a pretty young kid Blueface or Trippy Red? Ooh, Trippy Red. Just off of uh, the back of lots of hit singles. Oh, okay. Blueface is, I, I really admire uh, the t- the, their artistic approach. <laughs> I think that's a very uh, polite way to say it. <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, for some reason, I like Blueface a lot. I don't know why. I don't like that shit, but like that type of hit rap, but I love Blueface for some reason. It's that cool. Trip. It's different. Dude. Like, it's just so ignorant. It's just kind of like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Gorgoroth or Dark Funeral? I I don't ever heard Dark Funeral. Uh, I'm not a fan of Gorgoroth. I don't really know much about Gorgoroth. I definitely listened to Gorgoroth and wasn't blown away. Oh fuck! Uh, I love. But, you don't like black metal? Well, I'm a little bit. Again, like I'm a, a metal poser, so like, like I definitely I, pro- I maybe listen to Gorgoroth at this point in my life and be like, okay, I rock with this, but at the time it didn't do anything for me. Black Metal's amazing. Yeah, I got I got a couple things I like. Like, I appreciate Mayhem, for sure. Yeah. We got the Mayhem flag in the in the house. Uh, <laughs> I guess, would you consider, is Behemoth Black yeah, Metal? Yeah, Behemoth's Black Metal. Behemoth's incredible. Behemoth's amazing. That's the only band that'll be doing a blast beat. Yeah. And it sounds so heavy that I'm like, I want a spin kick to this. Yeah. You like Dying Fetus, right? Love Dying Fetus. Yeah, you could, uh, fuck, I want to like, crowd cut to Dying Fetus. Dude, what, Dying Fetus in Baltimore is like historically one of my favorite things to see happen. I'm yeah. sure it's still cool. I haven't seen it in a long time, but just like seeing like white, like jean short dads beating the shit out of each other to, to Dying Fetus, it's the best, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, what I, I think I saw him once at Summer Slaughter and just like push, push moshing. Yeah. But who knows? I always mean, brings like a, and then it'll be like hardcore fans that pull up and it'll be like spin kicking and Dying Fetus. It's just like a weird. Yeah. I mean, the fun with Terror. That's such a cool tour. Yeah. I, and they're not coming to LA, but I'm like, God, I would fucking... God, I would lose my shit. Yeah. All right. And the uh, last one. Got next one? You don't got one? <laughs> we're gonna, Okay, we're going to... I know your answer. We're going to, like, Dodgers. No, no, no. The Rams or the Ravens? Oh, Ravens, for sure. But I like... I do like some LA sport teams. Like, I'm like... I was going to say Dodgers are... But I forgot the fucking Baltimore team is for, for baseball. Uh, Orioles. Orioles, yeah. But they're kind of sorry, though. I mean, I mean, I guess, like, I haven't really been too attached to sports, like... You pull up to Orioles, a Dodgers game, who do you, like, who do you, like, root for? Uh, I fuck with the Dodgers. I've, like, I own some Dodgers merchandise, and I own some, uh, some, um, Raiders merchandise as well. Like, when I was a kid, we didn't have the Ravens, before the Ravens were a team. Mm-hmm. We, I think a lot of Baltimore, like, our, our thing was the Raiders mm. like a lot, I don't know what it is because Oakland is just like wild or whatever it's like kind of like, like West Coast Baltimore yeah um, and then 
like when I was a kid, people like getting killed for 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 Oakland Raiders starter jackets. Like they was like just killing. Like, if you had one, they were gonna kill you and take it. So obviously, I wanted one as a child. <laughs> I was like, Mom, I gotta have this jacket for Christmas. And then what happened was the Charlotte Hornets jacket was on sale. And I don't know if you remember the Charlotte Hornets like colorways. It was like purple and teal and pink and like these really flamboyant colors. Yeah. But I was like in the hood, so it's like I like I had to go to school and that shit, and I got beat up and got it stole from me. Like right, people were like, "You gay?" and like beat me up and stole my jacket. Damn. Which uh, is funny because I kind of I wanted to get one like like a year ago. I was like, I'm gonna get one because like now like I'm growing. It's kind of like a flex. Like now I've got my Hornets jacket back. But. We always rock the Raiders. It's very because like they say that was flamboyant, but I feel like now it's like people want to rock that shit. Oh yeah, it's not flamboyant at all now. But then it's like, dude, in the nineties, <laughs> like everything you did, people would just question your sexuality. You yeah. know, like, hold up, bro, you like, you like Shakira or gay? Yeah, <laughs> like, you like bend down like that when you tie your shoes must be gay. <laughs> yeah, I tried being vegetarian for the first time. That was the thing. Everybody's like, "Oh, is, are you gay?" I'm like, "How's that?" How's that? That's so fucking like. I can imagine you talking like it's like, oh, like, like we're gonna go to like Taco Bell. You want something? He's like, oh, yeah, just gave me something without me. Like you're vegetarian. Wait, so you're gay? Yeah. It's <laughs> just like what? Like, that was really the conversation. Now. It's like so. It's like so fucking funny. I don't know. Like people put a lot of stuff on the microscope of being like. I don't know like is this homophobic or something like that and it's like I appreciate that but it's just crazy to think how far it's come from being a kid in the 90s where it's like you were gay if like you like were late to school or something no it's like the question wasn't like is gay being bad like the question was like are you gay like that was like the question now it's like like, you know what I mean like I mean now it's like like who the fuck posted I think it was a sponsor from Born and Raised or something like he posted a a meme and it's like guys back in the days it's like a guy with a white shirt and a chain you know what I mean like like, all buff as fuck, and then they'll show, like, a kid now, and it's, like, uh, like, I, I mean, you know, beard, like, disclaimer or whatever, but it's, like, it's some, like, dude with a tote bag with a mullet, like, you know what I mean, with, like, uh, like, um, you know what I mean, like, very, like, feminine with tight pants and shit, yeah. and, and, like, I guess, like, like, I was, like, I was, like, men back in the days, men nowadays, yeah. I was, like, I was... I but mean, don't get it twisted. Sometimes that's the fools that are real crazy to fuck you up. Yeah, you yeah. Like, no, yeah, yeah. When I was like, when I was a kid, we start, first started going to Philly. I remember seeing kids in Philly, like street kids, dressing more flamboyant, and like doing hood shit though. You know what I mean? Like, I mean the fact that that word was like, I mean I haven't heard that word in the, like I barely found out what that word meant. Like flamboyant. Yeah, like a month ago. <laughs> like I just, I mean, I mean it's kind of weird. I don't know because like yeah, kids in like I mean kids in hood are still like in old fucking like you know ways of thinking mm-hmm. so I'd be like are you fucking you're fucking gay like for everything and then, like the kids that were gay like they had to hang out with the chicks all the time because they're kind of scared to hang out with the dudes or like even talk to the dudes mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying do you see that like in high I'm school not, like I'm not sure that's what, what you mean exactly cause like the kids that were gay like in high school uh-huh. like they wouldn't hang out like like it'd be kind of funny like when it was like locker room time like we'd like come from lunch and like there would be like, the gr- group of girls mm-hmm. and they just like tell them to go in the guys locker room and they'd be like you know what I mean? Oh, just like, psyched about it. I yeah. can see that. Definitely had, uh, I don't know, when I was a kid, and it was like definitely more of a sensitive subject and shit like that. A lot of Did kids get beat up for being gay? Like, uh, I, I can't say I've ever seen anybody get beat up for being gay. Like, definitely, like, I had a couple of gay friends growing up that I, I know their life wasn't easy. Definitely got picked on and shit like that a little bit. Um, and I would hope that it's a lot better, and I think it is, you know, like, but. I think I actually have one friend in specific that I'm thinking about that like, and it was funny because he was so defensive about it. Somebody was like, "Hey, you're, you're," and now like like I've seen him on like Instagram a couple years ago, whatever, and he's like living very openly and happy. But he was like so defensive about it. And if I came up, you know, and understandably so, it was like different than in the '90s. It was like a fucking 
It's a fucking like a like uh, a target, dude. You know, like I mean, here's a fun fact for fucking uh, for everybody's listening like this late in the episode. But uh, there was this, uh, I believe, this uh, kid in the like you know, I was watching this documentary of the '90s. Uh, about how like you know like Jerry Springer when that show was popping like how it was like all the talk shows that like had a crazy shit going on TV because like now you can see it on the internet but back then like seeing it on TV was like holy shit like TV is all you had yeah to see all crazy all crazy you know prostitutes drug dealers fighting each other you know what I mean like when mm-hmm. that shit would happen and then this this dude this episode I never heard for this lady who tried, was trying like an up and coming talk show the uh, I guess there was an episode where. The dude that, like was didn't know he like this like they brought him on because someone had a crush on him right, mm-hmm. but it was it turns out he thought it was like one of those girls but it was a gay it was a gay dude who had a crush on him, and they brought him out and they're like oh like here's here's he's like who do you think has a crush on you and it's like her and it's like no it's him and then you know like laughing you know da 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 and then he's like oh no I'm not gay and then like three days later he killed him. What? Yeah, like that's crazy. Like he got like so embarrassed he went on television for like someone thought like. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, a gay guy has a crush on me, and like in real life, he murdered him. And that's why, that's why later, like I guess, like on marketing perspective of like talk show hosts back in the yeah. day, like that's why a lot of the sh- like Oprah like switched back to like, you know what I mean? Like we're like I'm uh, fighting for women's rights and shit like that. And everybody kind of like stepped away from that. Yeah. But, see, see, it's like we're talking about like you know pandering stuff like that. It's like sometimes it's like I wonder about shit like that. It's like if everybody was more quiet about these issues. Like, we'd have a world like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's cool that I, like, you know, as much as, I don't know, that these conversations happen and the world is, I would hope that and I would think that it's not a place where that could still happen. You know, like, anything could happen, but it's, it's not accepted. It's not the norm. You know what I mean? Pretty sure I will, like, get killed now or what? get beat up or some shit. Or, like, it'd be, like, a whole internet thing. Yeah. Which is, like, a good thing. You know what I mean? This yeah. In this case, it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. Alright, we're gonna wrap this up. It's been two hours. You on a dark ass note? We're gonna wrap this. <laughs> no. yeah. Oh yeah, on the dark note. I mean, yeah. If you wanna like, like, uh, no, uh, like put your Instagram out there, band. I mean, feel fucking people know how to find. Oh, you'll yeah, we'll tag it on the Instagram and stuff yeah. like that. I I appreciate you doing this, man. Yeah, I appreciate it big time. So, it really means a lot. Appreciate yes, it, sir. Thank you. Thank y'all for coming.